1: Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. A terrific Thursday here on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio today with Ryan LaVoy and Brandt Daughtry. Your phone calls are welcome. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 Tiger 9 to be a part of the program. All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Coming up on today's show, Zach Blackerby from Lock on auburn will join our show to talk all things spring practice we'll have a nightly tv guide birthdays and sports and a whole lot more a lot to cover on this thursday edition of sports call ryan and brant join me now in the studio ryan how are you
2: uh, i'm doing well and uh good news from uh, neville arena just a little bit ago as auburn gymnastics advanced to sweet 16 the regional final uh which will be uh competed on this weekend inside Neville Arena, so very uh, good for those young ladies to be able to uh, p- really perform like they have all year long and saw some impressive SUNY Lee scores again and uh, Darren Gobern and just uh, every everyone on that squad has been uh, competing very well this year and it's been one of Auburn Gym's best teams ever. And that continues, and so they're into the Sweet Sixteen. So congrats to them, and yeah, just uh, doing well as we uh, get closer and closer to the Final Four. JJ, I think every day this week you have worn something Duke. I'm pretty sure every I've single day. I've tried to. I've tried to. And uh, so you are you've got me whipped in that department. Uh, but uh, uh, we get closer and closer to that one, and closer to the weekend, and uh, just uh, just having a good week so far. Dodged some storms last night. Glad. Glad it was not bad in East Alabama. No, there were tornadoes, though, in the western part, especially in uh, some of the central Alabama near Chelsea, which is not far from where my parents live. So uh, I'm sure they were freaked out last night. But um, glad everyone on this part of the state is okay. And uh, again, congrats to Auburn Jim on uh, an impressive accomplishment.
1: Brent, how are you doing today?
2: Brent, how are you doing today? <laughs>
3: that was awesome. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, like Ryan said, really, really impressive. That uh, was I off?
1: Now we'll do it again. How are you doing today, Brent?
3: <laughs> it's, it's been a rough day. Yeah, here we go. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Uh, Auburn gymnastics is doing impressive things. Uh, moving on, like Ryan said, Sweet 16—an uh, impressive accomplishment—and really, really an impressive bunch of girls. I had the opportunity to see them a couple of weeks ago up in Birmingham, and they're—they're a—they're a fun group to watch. And gymnastics is a lot of fun to watch if you—if uh, you're not familiar. So if you ever had a chance, please go watch those girls. They're uh, excellent and very impressive. Uh, Big news coming down the pipeline today. Johan Trior is expected to announce at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. So just as our show is going off the air, he will announce, and hopefully we will get to talk about that a little bit. So uh, Auburn is the heavy favorite to land him. Um, So that is expected to go on, and we've also got some high school stuff going on today, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. We've got uh, Camberry Braden Gentry set to go out to Smith Station High School as Opelika will take on the Panthers in a friendly softball game. Looking forward to that. Nice. It's at 4.30 on our sister station Kate 99.9 FM. So make sure you take a listen to that. And then later tonight, we have Auburn Baseball. They are playing the Thursday, Friday, Saturday series against LSU. A really big showdown, and uh, that game will start with the 545 airtime on our sister station fm talk 93.9 so busy time as always as uh, we're getting closer we are now one week away as well from the start of the major league baseball season the atlanta braves will have opening day and the braves will receive their world series rings one week from today
2: you know who will be receiving his uh, world series ring one week from today Fred word our, our, friend, <laughs> our good want, man Fred wanted to mix it up a little bit but uh, yeah no it, we've been watching some spring training here and we're proud affiliate obviously the Brazier Network on 1230 WAUD but uh, we've been watching some of them this spring and really excited about the roster obviously we've talked about the replacement of Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson, and and how they're pretty comparable players. Um, there there might be some small advantages in the way of Freeman, but but not by much. And when you factor in the fact that Ronald Kony Jr. Are going to be coming back within a month or so, you expect to have really everyone else in the mix that you had. Um, Rotation-wise, that was important to you. Uh, I think everybody will be excited that Drew Smiley will not be a part of that. That's a, <laughs> that's someone that you lost in free agency that uh, air quotes lost in free agency. But uh, I, I think the team is, in, is informed to be really good again. I think the NL East will be improved, I think, with Philadelphia and the Mets – especially spending a lot of money. I think those teams – now, granted, they've been throwing money at moving targets for years now, but uh, one of these years, these free agent signings are going to matter for them, and and particularly the Mets are really going hard. I think they actually have a bigger payroll than the Yankees this year. So uh, they are going to be competitive. I think this division will be unlike last year. I think it will be competitive like last year, but unlike last year, I don't think you can merely be good in two months of the season and win the division. I think it will take a more – uh, from start to finish effort, but I, th- I think uh, the Braves will be a playoff team again this year, and really excited to see their follow up to a World Series champion.
1: 3-4-0-1 or at one triple 8, eight nine tag 9, 9, nine to be part of the program. Go ahead, Brant.
2: Yeah, it, it's just
3: super excited to watch the Braves again. I mean, you had the lockout, and we were wondering were we going to have baseball at all this year. And yeah, losing Freddie hurts. It, it sucks, and you don't want to see a guy like that leave. But getting Matt Olson definitely softens that blow. And like Ryan said, they are incredibly comparable players. They're both incredible defensive first basemen, but, and they have similar hitting numbers, even though Freddie – I think Freddie's hit for average numbers are a little bit better, but Olsen is definitely a home run hitter. He's a big left-hander, uh, so not, not going to lose too much in the way of uh, that. Um, and, yeah, I'm ready to see this pitching staff get together again. Mike Soroka is going to come back before too long. Remember, the, the Braves – won the World Series without arguably their best offensive player and their best pitcher. So getting those two guys back, I'm really excited to see what the Braves do. Eddie Rosario has been an everyday guy at this point. Uh, I, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait for baseball to start back up.
1: Not too shabby. We will have baseball here one week from today with the Braves opening up their season and then of course Auburn baseball takes on LSU later today as well. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 8 8 8 9 tiger 9 all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years you can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information, your partner, your neighbor, your friend member FDIC, equal housing lender up first Wardam Steve. Retired Wardam Steve now joins us here on the program Hi Steve. Hey. Good afternoon. It's good to hear you again, live and in person, Mr. J.J. Jackson. Yes, I'm a, I'm a busy traveling man this portion of the season. My baseball and softball uh, schedule keeps me all over the place, but excited to be here on the show today.
4: Yeah, and uh, good afternoon to Mr. Ryan LaVoy, Mr. Brett Daughtry.
2: How you doing, Steve? Hello, Steve.
4: Good. Hey, uh, it was kind of a scary night last night. I don't know about you guys. It was a little bit uh, too close to comfort last night here.
1: Yeah, it was Uh, Ryan LaVoy, our weatherman. Uh, stayed up watching every single second of coverage so uh yeah i, I went I'm, to
2: bed at 3 a.m i
1: closed my eyes pretty quickly but uh, i i do know that things were happening down your way steve
2: well you should have been
4: having a uh text conversation with my wife because she was doing the local weather uh forecasting
2: <laughs> no kidding uh, yeah i saw well, the storms were yeah. really bad down there in mobile baldwin counties and into the western counties of the of the panhandle i saw there was a lot of overlapping warnings and watches
4: all right. Well, let's get to some fun stuff. Mr. JJ J. Jackson. I know you've been uh, unavailable for a few days. I wanted you to be on the air. I, I, I hope that you weren't running away uh, from uh, the uh, the piling on that was being uh, put on you the, a few days ago about uh, your Duke, you know, uh, legions.
1: Yeah, I'm used to it my entire life, Steve. Growing up in that state, okay. Duke's definitely well, outnumbered. So, uh, but uh, but I'm here.
4: Well, at the risk of uh, you uh, feeling like I'm piling on with you, you know, I only do this because I love you. So, Absolutely. Uh, I, found, I found a article, Mr. J.J. Jackson, has come uh, comes from FanSided. It's called "Why Everyone Hates Duke Basketball <laughs> and Coach K." Okay. Explained. Explained. I don't know if you've come across the article yet.
1: I haven't seen it, no, but I'm intrigued.
4: It's by Mr. Miss Ariana Prasad.
1: All right, what did uh, she say?
4: Here's what she says. Oh, you're going to love this, okay? Uh, Here's what she says. There are a few reasons why March Madness fans may tire seeing Duke advance through backers and revolt if they win another championship. Number one, everyone hates Duke because why? They win. A lot. (laughs) True. All right. Now, of course, you know this, that uh, your rival, UNC, actually has more... NCAA tournament championships than does Duke, right? They
1: do, yes, they do. And they, yes. they've won more in the all-time series head-to-head, and, and yes, I'm, I'm aware of that fact.
4: Now we, uh, I went over there a few days ago, two days ago, uh, with the other guys uh, about who has the most NCAA tournament champions. You know who that is, right?
1: Uh, UCLA's done it way too many times to count.
4: Way too many times. Mr., Mr. Wooden, yeah, 11, 11.
1: Really impressive.
4: And number two, of course, you know who that is.
1: Kentucky's won a good bit. North Carolina's won uh, several. Yep.
4: Kentucky is number two. Very yeah. good. JJ, they've had eight. Yep. All right. And, of course, number three is UNC with six. And you and Indiana tied with five.
1: All right. So we're trying to break that tie then and uh, jump into a tie with North Carolina.
4: All right. Now, I'm going to give you some opportunity to for rebuttals and explanations, too. So item number two, why everyone hates Coach K and Duke. Okay. Everyone hates Coach K because he is too smarmy and preachy.
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, there, there have definitely been times where he comes Steve, across that way. Steve, I'm loving this article, man. Uh, he is an Army guy with his background, and that's kind of his roots. Um, and well, if that's not someone's taste, then, then sure.
4: Well, you can uh, explain this part, because I, I'm obviously I'm not familiar with some of these uh, uh, allegation incidents. She says in 2016, uh, Machabla's Sam Laird outlined how Grayson Allen embodied the arrogant sanctimony of coach k down to the fact that coach k was proven to have lied about a conversation with an opposing player and his refusal to bench Allen for a dirty play do you recall that and what they're referring to
1: yeah grayson allen uh, tripped three players on three different instances and then was suspended indefinitely for a one game suspension uh and then returned yes
4: okay all right here's the next one and i hope you know what this is all about Uh, since you're a Duke fan because I had no clue that they did this. Okay, (laughs) third item. The Duke slapped the floor defense Yes. is the definition of obnoxiousness.
1: Steve Wojohowski uh, wanted to play great defense, got a little wild with it, slapped the floor, and said it's time to play some defense. Played with a lot of passion, and if you already don't like a team because they're winning so much, when they do antics like that, it's going to fire you up, and uh, you're not going to like them any more than that. And so then other teams, when they play Duke, if they're feeling pretty good about themselves, they then mock the Blue Devils and uh, slap the floor right back at them.
4: Well, you may, uh, may or not like this a of humor uh nick green do you know who he is in slate
1: not sure of that one
4: no okay well according to nick green from slate in 2018 this quote he made he said it's like expensive medical centers and college republicanism floor slapping is something that has come to be expected from duke
1: yeah <laughs> no kidding uh and then
4: he went on to say uh coach k echoes a tradition of the practice." Uh, he says, our guys really wanted that because it's kind of like across the bridge to the brotherhood, you know? Uh, and so this person called call Clue Clu Haywood uh, had this Twitter comment said, My nephew went to Duke basketball camp. I asked him, and yes, they teach the kids to slap the floor. God, I hate Duke.
1: I, uh, I went to Duke basketball camp, and I was a part of the slapping the floor drills as a young child. So uh, I got to go to camp like fifth through or fourth through seventh grade or, or something like that, that stretch of my life. And, uh, yeah, I vividly remember those those days.
4: So did this ritual start with uh, Coach uh, Shevsky or someone else?
1: I'm not sure who it was. I know that Duke gets the most love and praise for it, probably, again, because they've got the most eyeballs on them and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I really do – I mean, probably. I don't know that there's someone that's taken the time to go back and chart when was the first person to slap the floor like this. But uh, Coach K's very animated. Coach Wojo, who was playing for him at the time, wanted to, to reciprocate that. So, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they did start it.
4: Okay, so well, let's continue. Here's another reason from the column of why people hate Duke and Mike Schefsky, Dick Dicky V, yeah, A.K.A. also known as Dukey V. Right. To this column, harbors an annoying Duke bias, according to this writer. But it's not their opinion. Apparently, uh, ESPN announcers, according to this article, on the notion that uh, they heavily favored Duke, uh, was apparently uh, decided to be challenged, and so. Four journalists from the Wall Street Journal, uh, actually, Ben Cohen, you know him. Right. He created a scorecard using online comments to determine just how much Dickie V leans in favor of Duke. And this is what they found out. Because research indicated that 13% of Dickie V's comments favored Duke, and 11% favored their opponents. All right. So then another. Uh, Another group decided to also do the same thing. And <clears> they <throat> said, uh, Dickie V said the Duke coach is about people and about winning in life. Well, uh, that's kind of nauseating, it says those people who aren't uh, Blue Devils. Of course, you know you're known as Dukies, right?
1: Exactly, yes.
4: Okay, so here's another one Elitist Duke fans think they're smarter than everyone else. In college basketball, those blue bloods would be the Blue Devils, the private school kids who have seemed to embody privilege for decades. Their fans are obnoxious about the exclusivity of Duke and its reputation as one of the Southern Ivies. Sports Illustrated painted a clear picture of what this looks like. Quote, taunts like such as safety schooling quotes, towards Wake Forest, and taunts like We're smart. You're dumb at UNC. (laughs) The playoff Duke's academic standards continue to anger not only opponents, but also many among the 4,000-plus students who don't attend the games. And that's the gist of the article, Mr. JJ. So
5: your rebuttal.
1: We got a lot of haters, and uh, I'm aware of this. Uh, I've known this my entire life, and it it, it makes the love for – that university, that basketball program, so much greater. And, uh, yeah, no, I would love hearing that. That's fun. I'm glad people took the time to put that together for those that weren't aware.
4: So I guess in basketball, uh, your coach, Duke's coach, is sort of like the uh, –
1: He's the, the evil Saban. empire. He's Darth Vader he, for sure.
4: Is he, is he sort of like the coach saving uh, in basketball?
1: Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say.
4: Is that fair to say? Okay. All right, well, I was telling the guys the other day, uh, who wrote the script? Because it looks like Duke – is going to go all the way to the final. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Vegas thinks that, they're
1: going to win it all. That, that, that's yeah. the betting odds right now, and that would be a storybook ending to walk out on top and of have course, the Final Four think. win over your uh, arch rival.
4: Yeah, I cannot believe of all the Magic Championships and the tournament that uh, you know UNC and, uh, and obviously Duke is into, that they've never played against each other in an NCAA tournament. Not a is single time.
1: Correct? Not a single time.
4: How is that? I mean, the odds of that uh, is to me uh, it got to be incredulous. Yeah, you,
1: you would think it, hap- it would happen. Uh, there are actually NCAA tournament rules in place that if you play a certain team in the regular season X number of times, you can't play them until later portions of the season and so North Carolina and Duke always playing twice in one year that's why you never see them play in the same region that's why you can't see that matchup take place in the final four and then if they play three times in the conference championship then you would see them being on opposite sides of the bracket so the only time that they would have a chance to meet would be for the national championship so uh, college basketball committee does all they can to make sure you have to wait a little bit before those games take place
4: well you know I appreciate your education because I did so it's not just it just happens that way right
1: dumb it's, luck it's yeah
4: we done this way right okay alright well you know your team is saved by uh, four points. That's right. And uh, Arizona, uh, 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 Kansas is uh, only favored by four and a half points. Uh, so uh, we'll see how it works out. Uh, listen, it's good to hear your voice again. Uh, back the, up uh, the things we're doing much better at real quickly. Uh, see where the uh, baseball team, uh, in fact, I watched some of the games, uh, how, I don't know how they blow uh, some of these games, but but they managed to do it. Same with the softball team. Losing a 4-1 to one lead in the bottom seventh inning and they they just blew it because of their uh errors and pitching.
1: Yeah, I had a really uh, bad uh defensive day there in Lexington.
4: Really bad is an understatement. I mean, you can't you should never lose a game you lose it 41 in the bottom seventh inning and let five runs be scored. But yeah. uh, they managed to Kentucky's
1: it. a really good offense, a top 10 team and, and I will change it. I'll say a really really bad defensive performance. I added two reallys for you there.
4: But I just read today that apparently uh, uh uh, the coach, uh, our coach for the uh, uh, softball team, decided. Mickey Dean. Uh, he, yeah, he had enough of it, and they spent an entire afternoon. I, I think, yeah, yesterday, doing nothing but um, fielding.
1: Yeah, two days ago, they played last night. Auburn had a game yesterday, they and night, they and why. they beat Alabama State. They won, uh, but but two days ago, all they did at practice was fielding.
4: That's right, because uh, this is a game they, they won, thankfully, because of all these home runs
1: they hit. Yeah, we, we can really hit home runs this year, which is great. Anytime you hit a home run, you score runs, so keep it up.
4: Now, the gymnastics competition is coming up starting tonight. Will that be uh, televised on ESPN? It's or, over.
1: It, it happened this afternoon, Steve. I I, uh, what? I hate to break the news to you. Yeah, it started at 1 o'clock. Well, you want me to spoil it for you? Well, go ahead, because I thought, oh, I was reading it started around... Two or three o'clock. Yeah, and no. Continue tonight, and then tomorrow. Mister, uh, your your favorite, Mister Brooks Monroe Childress, and his fiancee Grace, of course, and, and then Austin Scott and his wife Emily. They're season ticket holders for Auburn gymnastics, so they were already over at, at the NCAA regionals. And Auburn is moving on to the Sweet Sixteen. They are they are victorious. They're moving on. Woo
4: Okay. Yeah, good. got All it right. done. Woo! Um, who's the other teams that are going for the SEC?
2: Yeah, so uh, I know – so there's two parts of that regional. So that's maybe where the confusion came. So tonight, uh, Florida is the number one seed. And I know that in today's region, two, two teams advanced, Auburn and I believe Kentucky advanced. Yes. So uh, those two will advance to Saturday. I assume Florida will win tonight because they're heavily favored. and then They one, are incredible right, to watch. And then one other team will advance to Saturday's regional final.
4: Hey Ron, do you know the scores that we got? How how high were they?
3: Yeah, I can get them for you. Um, I, I know. Noticed... I know Auburn finished second out of those four, and the top two teams from every uh, every rotation move on. And Kentucky was
2: first, but it was pretty close. So uh, okay. K- Kentucky had a one ninety seven seven five, and Auburn had a one ninety seven five. Wow. Okay. And SUNY oh, I... had a couple nine. She had a nine nine seven five on the beam and I think she had a nine nine five on uh the vault or the floor, one of those two. No tens? No no
3: tens. No tens. Tens are very rare. She actually she Not got it.
4: SUNY it was rigged.
3: They they're very rare. Again, uh it, in in the SEC championship she got a ten on the uneven bars. That is the first ten in SEC championship history. So tens are very, very hard to come by, even
2: for Olympic gold medalists. Right.
4: So now the uh so the next round that'll be where
2: so the saturday uh will will be in auburn as well um, okay but what time would that be i
1: uh, i would imagine i don't afternoon know afternoon or evening yeah. i don't know about uh, actually saturday. i do think it's five o'clock if i remember correctly i'll try to confirm this for you but i do think it's 5 p.m
4: televised or not
2: That I don't know. And if it makes you feel better, today's Auburn section was only on ESPN+. Plus, So it was not – you had to pay for that service. So Saturday, though, I would be really surprised if it wasn't on SEC Network or or ESPN2 or something.
4: Okay, great. Okay. Hey, I appreciate you letting me know. Was it a lot of people – was it packed crowd today when you went, Ron?
2: Uh, It was Brooks that went.
4: I mean, Brooks, okay.
2: Yeah, I I saw some highlights. It did not look packed, uh, honestly, Um uh, there were sections that were full but the whole arena was not and i think probably due to the fact that it Lunchtime was on a Thursday you know, during kinda. the work hours of a, of a weekday
4: okay all right well uh i really enjoyed the uh, state farm guy uh i forgot what his name was
1: eric mcdate he... yes yeah
4: uh they really piled up on you though at your experience. <laughs> <so. laughs>
1: that's going to be a fun little feature we've got for the the next couple of months
4: okay well i hope you have him back again all right so uh Guys, thank you always for the time that you uh, give me that I have learned. And did I, did I thank you, JJ, for uh, your um, winning the uh, or, or congratulations for winning the uh, the Abbey?
1: I do appreciate that, Steve. Yeah, I was I was well, glad that uh, Ryan and Brooks like were you able were to go. Available. Yes. yeah. I
4: told uh, I told the guys since you that I'm glad that my uh, call-ins didn't affect you your <laughs> not getting
1: the Abbey. <laughs> so I'm glad that yeah. uh, that funny Funny enough Steve they went to accept the award and uh, we, we, we joked that I was out on company business that's why I wasn't able to be there
4: alright well look let me go ahead and let you guys get the more important phone calls again uh, congratulations on the Abbey well deserved and Thank earned you. and uh, I hope those uh, raises are
1: uh, come to you uh, in the mail we we appreciate that we hope that as well for ourselves and steve i'll let you know too uh we posted our newest sports call survey so we haven't been able to do one in uh in three years so if you want to take the time to to go fill out a survey and kind of we're getting feedback from everybody as we want to continue to always improve the show so it's at the top of our twitter page right now and we'll, we'll send it over to facebook too but if you want to fill that out that'd be great steve i know yeah, you've done it I in the past so that'd be awesome
4: uh, we'll do it. Okay, guys, thanks for your time again. I uh, hope you guys have a rest of the uh, afternoon of a safe one. And uh, until next time, we always, guys.
1: War Eagle. We appreciate it. That's our buddy, retired Wardam Steve, joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 As Brooks Childress announced yesterday, as the show was coming to a close, I was at the softball field with Britt Bowen. Again, Auburn had a 6-2 to victory over Alabama State, but as Brooks announced yesterday, we have published our 2022 listener survey for Sports Call. It is the first time in three years that we've done a survey. When I I took over as the host i was really curious feedback that we could get from our listeners and callers and everybody to always help us improve and uh, we've won awards because of it the past couple of years due to the pandemic and everything being so chaotic and a little squirrely we haven't been able to do that uh, but but ryan i know that you were here uh, three years ago when we went through the the survey phase and it's just really important that people take just a few minutes it's not Tough at all. No. We just really, really do need some feedback. Yes, we need some feedback. (laughs)
2: There Um, are no wrong answers. uh, I mean, you know, when you just think about the then and now of uh, when we did that a few years ago and then to this new survey, uh, we've won two awards since then. We've had the program go from two to three hours since then. No kidding.
1: Our last survey, we asked people, Mm -hmm. would you be interested in a third hour? And we asked people, If a third hour were put in place, would three to six central or four to seven central be the preferred spot? And due to everyone saying, yes, please get a third hour, and the overwhelming majority of it being three to six, here we are. I totally forgot about that.
2: uh, Very thankful that they did select three to six because I. We, would be, we like dinner we would time. be Yeah, we like dinner. <laughs> and we'd be missing some sports that come on at 6 and 6.30. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, we're uh, appreciative of that. And we, of course, always thank everyone that takes the time to listen to us, to call us. And, and in this case, uh, hopefully you'll take just a few minutes to fill out the survey. As JJ said, it's not long. Uh, it's maybe – how many questions? About a dozen or so. I'd say, yeah. Uh, and, and half of them are, are just – select yes an option no. yeah. so uh, it w- really will not take long at all and we appreciate and value it and, and do listen to that feedback
1: there's a fun one at the end we, we want to know who's your favorite sports call member ah. uh, you are able to check everybody you are able Aww. to check everybody so you can um, check
2: JJ but then Cancel that out with a not JJ. Right. And
1: the Austin Scott created that last question and he threw in a not JJ Jackson. Option oh, did he as well. So I,
2: that's funny. Yeah, that's so really funny.
1: Everyone's name is
3: listed. I have not looked at the uh the survey yet. Yeah. But uh I'm I'll have to check that out.
1: uh, My parents are certainly filling one out, and uh, all of our loved ones are doing the same. So if you call in, if you listen frequently, and, and, and don't call in even, please find it on our social media feeds. Your feedback with our Sports Call listener survey is really important to us, and we appreciate that a whole lot. Let's go ahead and we'll take our first commercial break of today's show. On the other side of this break, James from Montgomery joins the program right after this.
0: Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m.
6: If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio.
0: We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at SportsCallAU. Like us on Facebook at (laughs) SportsCallAU.
1: Welcome back into the program. It's the first hour of sports call here today on this Thursday. Thursday, March thirty first, twenty twenty two. Believe it or not, guys, we've reached the end of March. And so April first. Does that is mean tomorrow. no more March Madness? Uh got a couple of more games okay. left of that. But yes, in, in theory, I guess that does mean the end of March Madness. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day. Mm. Uh we will have a show tomorrow at three o'clock. I just wanted to tell people a. it was April Fool's Day, and I wasn't going to try and make a joke or anything like that, but just wanted to 3 pass along the word. 334-887-3401 3, 3, 8 8 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 to be part of the program as we go to our Auburn Bank phone line right now. Our next caller due up is... James from Montgomery. Yes, indeed. Our very good friend James from Montgomery is here on the program. Hi, James. It's very good to hear from you today. Yes, and War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. Yeah,
7: I am actually um, – I do have some uh, great things about the Auburn football team. Um, what do you think – will Auburn actually win another national championship this year? And uh, who's going to be our quarterback for the opening season when we uh, start off the 2021 – I mean, 2022 football season against Mercer? Who's going to actually start off that uh, that train for Auburn uh, this year?
2: Yeah, I think, obviously, you know every team such as Auburn would love to win a national championship. I, I highly doubt that will happen uh, this coming season. They've got a lot of work to do in year two of Brian Harson. They've got a lot of roster turnover again, and they're just trying to figure out uh, how to build the base of this program. And so uh, I, I don't think they'll be uh, that high up in the SEC or in the national rankings. But as far as quarterback is concerned, I, I think you're looking at T.J. Finley as the leader right now. Uh, it's not impossible for someone like Zach Calzada to to climb up and compete there, but I think right now TJ Finley's got to be considered the favorite.
7: Yeah, because I'm actually going to be looking at TJ Finley and seeing, um, you know, from what I saw last year to this year, I'm just going to see if TJ Finley is going to like if if he's going to really. Um, step in and and actually you know make us win a couple of games at home as well because I know last year we haven't won any we haven't won like I looked at the last year schedule and we haven't won any games from last year to this year as well and then with the uh regards of the Birmingham Bowl I mean that that was going to be our favorite to win but I'm trying to see if we're if we're going to actually make it back to the Birmingham Bowl this year
1: I hope not I hope Auburn has a better season James because if you have a better season than last year you get to go to a better bowl game than the Birmingham Bowl so uh, maybe they'd be able to play in the New Year's Six Bowls game maybe they'd be able to go to the Cotton or the Sugar or the Rose Bowl or any of those other great ones that uh, aren't quite the Birmingham Bowl
7: yeah, cuz I if um I'll probably see Auburn uh this year round. Um I'll probably say that Auburn should play in the Rose Bowl uh in Pasadena, California as well because I know last I should say last Few years ago, we went and I don't know who we played in the um, in the Rose Bowl, but I think we should play somebody like Texas or um, Notre Dame or somebody like that, you know, just to see, you know, the history wise of, of the Rose Bowl as well for Auburn as well.
1: How cool would that be?
7: Yes, it, it would be really really interesting to see Auburn actually play, you know, somebody different than you know our our regular uh, programming that we had over the, over the past few years with
1: Auburn as well. No kidding. No doubt. All right. What else is on your mind?
7: Well, I know we will be playing against LSU, and I'm just seeing what uh, Butch Thompson is actually going to be doing for the Auburn men's baseball team, and I hope we win um, that game tonight as well.
1: Yeah, we play LSU tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. It's a three-game series. Do you think we can win all three? Do you think we can win one? Do you think we can win two of the games? How many games do you think we can win against LSU?
7: Um, I'll probably say we can like win all three. Actually, win all three of yeah. them, and that would be called think, a sweep. Yeah, so I think that would be a really good, uh, a really good uh, win for Auburn as well. Because I know we've we've had some uh, minor setbacks, but we just really just got to keep the train rolling on the tracks as well.
1: Yeah, really important we stay on track there with this Auburn baseball team. What else?
7: Yeah, because I'm actually going to be looking at your Duke uh, Blue Devils, and I do have I do have Duke actually favorite to win against North Carolina as well. So All that's right. Gonna be a, that's going to be a really really good win as well for um, for Coach K to actually win his final uh, final four as well.
1: Yeah, I, I hope they're able to win on Saturday. I'm going to be very nervous until the clock hits triple zeros in the second half, but I hope that Duke can win.
7: Yeah, and then on the women's side of the tournament, I am going to be watching, uh, Don Staley and seeing if they're going to actually win against Sanford and, uh, seeing if that team is actually going to, if South Carolina is actually going to uh, edge their name in the women's uh history books as well because I know they they've won so many uh tournaments over the years under coach uh Don Staley and I wish those girls I wish those ladies uh, a really good good win on tomorrow night's game as well because I would be watching that game as well tomorrow night.
1: Yes sir. Yes sir. What else is on your mind today, James? Well,
7: I know that the Auburn women's gymnastics team just won, uh, like an hour ago or so, That's and right. I was just and I was just seeing uh, how did uh, Cindy Lee actually did for, for the Auburn women's gymnastics as well.
1: Well, well, James, she performed incredibly well. For a moment, they worried uh, that that she was pretty injured and might not be able to come back into the contest, but that was not the case. That was not the case. She toughed it out. She's very tough and a a, a gritty gymnast. And was able to compete and put together a good performance and help Auburn advance.
7: Yeah, because I, I knew, um, I was looking, you know, in her uh, Twitter feed as well, and I've seen a lot of different things, you know, that they were saying that she was, um, you know, not performing well and she was just feeling, you know, under under pressure. But, you know, for me as a huge fan of her um uh, of her, uh, credible gymnast work, um, you know, they should just, you know, leave her alone. She's, I mean, she's a really nice, um, uh, you know, a nice, uh, Gymnast to Auburn and a and a uh, gold medalist of Olympics, and you know I I I really do uh, want her to stay at Auburn as well. She's a really really nice uh, person for for the Auburn women's gymnastics team as well.
1: Did you see people being mean to her online?
7: Yeah, it's like I was reading like a lot of mean comments about her, and you know, I mean, she she should not have anything, you know, you know, like that in in her comment section on uh, on Twitter as well. Oh
1: man, I hate to hear about that. I hate to hear about that. But they won, and now they get to play again on Saturday.
7: Yeah, so every time when they every time when she actually wins, I always congratulate her and you know, trying to keep her, you know, in in strong uh in, in strong spirits as well because you know that that is kind of actually kind of um heartbreaking to see somebody actually attack a uh, a beautiful beautiful young gymnast like that and uh Sunisha Lee as well.
2: Yeah, no, obviously we don't condone any of that, James. And uh, But she – well, like JJ said, she uh, battled through uh, whatever small injury she had and uh, mm-hmm. she still performed very well. And so Auburn will be back out on Saturday. They're officially in the Sweet 16 and uh, they will join Kentucky and, and two other programs.
7: Now for the uh, Sweet 16, will that actually be on ESPN or ESPN2 or the FCC network or how does that work?
2: I would hope that it would be at least on the SEC network, but I, I'm unsure at this time. We'll try and we'll try and figure that out, and by the end of the week, uh, be able to put something on a what to watch for over the weekend or, or something like that.
7: All right. Well, it's nice talking to y'all guys, and i You want y'all your NASCAR
1: trivia today? Uh yes, yeah, sure, I would. Okay. All right. NASCAR trivia for you, James. I know you were talking about this a little bit earlier in the week, and you sent us a message on Twitter. So uh, let's start here on this weekend. They are going to race at Richmond. They're going to race at Richmond this weekend. So, who is the defending champion at Richmond?
7: Uh, the defending champion at Richmond that will have to be. Um, I'll have to say that would be Chase Elliott.
1: Oh man, very good guess, uh, but not quite. It's actually one of Chase Elliott's teammates.
7: Um, I know it's not. Um, I know it's not, um, uh, what, what is his name? I know it's not, Oh, uh, uh, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank. I've been watching NASCAR for so many, many, many years.
1: Um, I know it's not Alex Boldman. It is Alex Bowman. It is Alex Bowman. Good job. Uh, Okay. Oh, thank God. (laughs) uh,
7: He's the defending
1: champion, and he's Chase Elliott's teammate.
7: Yes, and I actually do have Alex Bowman in my NASCAR fantasy lineup as well. For this Sunday's uh, race as well. All
1: right. All right. Your next question. You got three today. That was number one. Number two, what number is Chase Elliott's car? What number is Chase Elliott's car? I would have to say
7: he, his, uh, his number on, well, the car, well, the number that he drives is the number nine.
1: Yes. Yes. What's your, do you, do you like his paint scheme on the car?
7: Yes. I love, I love, uh, Chase Elliott's paint scheme is. It's always uh, changing. They always change it up every every so often, and, and it's really amazing to, to actually see um, his uh, paint scheme actually being changed every, yeah. every so often.
1: Yeah, he's got that big partnership with Napa, and sometimes you see the Hooters car that he'll drive. He's got a lot of awesome ones. All right, one more for you. Your last trivia question, James. In NASCAR, okay, in the sport of NASCAR, what is the infield
7: that will okay i know this um the infield is actually the inside of the track where the grass is actually sitting
1: (laughs) how about that look at you buddy three for three today on trivia that's awesome
7: Yes, as well, because I actually, um, I actually been um, looking at a lot of uh, NASCAR uh, history of these different tracks as well.
1: No kidding. That's awesome. That's awesome. What trivia do you want to do next time you call in?
7: um well with the nfl draft coming up in april i'll probably take the nfl draft as
1: well okay we'll set that up for you and we'll talk to you again soon buddy all right
7: all right sounds good and war eagle
1: war eagle indeed that's our good friend james from montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine. Everybody loves a good infield in NASCAR, Ryan. I,
2: right? I didn't know how specific you wanted to be. I was over here like, you mean the garage area? Like what? what? I, I, <laughs> I, I, even I, who uh, love it, I was just like, I don't know what you mean by that. I would, I would need a further specification. And I probably wouldn't have been able to provide it. The answer he gave is right. the answer inside I was kind of looking the for. Yeah.
1: The inside of the track, right there. A lot gets done in the garage. Um, and uh, yeah but we, we, we were just looking for uh, the inside area of the track right there thanks to the f- uh, phone call there from James and retired Ward Amstead we have reached the end of hour number one do not go anywhere coming up to start the next hour of our break of our show today we're going to be joined by Daryl from Auburn Daryl will join us at the top of the next hour going to be a few moments Daryl hang on with us we talk to you next coming up here on Sports Sports Call Second hour of sports call starts right now. Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Ryan Lavoie. Coming up in just a little bit, Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked on Auburn, will join our show. Talk a little bit about Auburn spring ball. We mentioned being one week away from the opening day for the Atlanta Braves. That means we are nine days away from a day for Auburn football. So getting closer. Indeed. Let's go to our phone lines. Again, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 And joining us on the phone line is our good buddy, Daryl from Auburn. Daryl has called into the show. Hi, Daryl. Hey.
5: Um, in your absence yesterday, you guys had a, a guest on, I guess, he's a sponsor or something affiliation with the state farm agency or yeah
1: i was here for that I, I was here for that and he was giving me a really hard time daryl that was on tuesday okay is it, uh, he, he seemed like a nice guy are you going to have him on several more times oh yeah very much, so. or, uh, very much so very much so a couple of times a month uh, for the next few months and so uh covering the bases with eric mcdade good stuff
5: oh okay he's the one that was mentioned during the break then. yes yes Okay, so when's he going to be back on?
1: Uh, it'll be uh, in the middle of April. Um, we'll, we'll In a few weeks, we'll get him back.
5: Okay, and one last thing, you know, excuse my anger, ignorance. Um, I did Facebook years and years ago uh, when... Miss Lee was criticized on social media. What do you mean by social media? Facebook or Twitter feed or I,
1: I think James was referring to Twitter, if I had to guess. I don't know. because I mean, I didn't see anything myself. Uh, but the Internet is just a nasty place. I've been criticized before. Uh, on there before we put out a a survey for people to fill out about the show and uh there's a possibility that some criticism could come our way and we're going to be prepared for that know that that comes with the job with the territory but uh yeah i would guess in regards to suny lee that he was referring to twitter
5: oh okay well i mean criticism's good if it's in a constructive way but if it's just out of meanness or hate you know that's a different story for me you know
1: right no kidding
5: yeah and then um, I have a little part time food service job. I see the best and worst out of in people, you know, at different times of the day, and um, I must say that miss Lee, I've uh, met her once, and then I had a conversation with her last weekend, but she's the one of the most gracious athletes I've ever met. I've met a lot of athletes over the years and coaches, you know, yeah, then, uh, Jill, are you saying she came back to Waffle House? Character. Yeah,
1: she came back. <laughs> Yeah, she was there last weekend. Okay, was she able to find a table this time? No,
5: she was. it was, was to go order, and oh. I apologized. I was like, Well, I apologize. When we weren't able to seat you. I said, You know, you don't have to do the takeout. I was like, No, I just left my part time job, and I've got to go to practice. I was like, Oh, you you work too? She said, Yes. And I was like, Wow, that's, that's quite of an achievement to do athletics, academics, and still work, you know, so. Yeah, you know, she Seems like that's a, a superstar tidbit. I don't know if I should have shared that, yeah, you know, with you or not. But uh, and, and I hate for anybody to assault her character, but uh, or her academic, or athletic skills. You know,
1: uh, yeah. You can't do that. She's amazing.
5: No, you no. Know, do you follow Auburn Opal like a news? Oh yeah. Okay, uh, they've given. Equal coverage to not uh, Miss Lee, but other people in the gym. gym yeah, it's uh, not just SUNY
1: Lee. I mean, there are a lot of really, really talented freshmen on this program, and Go Board, of course, is is one of the leaders as an upperclassman for Auburn gymnastics. So they've got a great team.
5: Okay, and who's the coach for the gymnastics team, if I may ask?
1: Jeff Graba. Jeff Graba is the coach.
5: How
3: long has he been there? He's been there a while, I think. I don't know what year he came in, but uh, five, six, seven years at least.
5: Okay. You know, just like anything else, you know, uh, gymnastics hadn't gotten the exposure that it's getting now. You know, same with uh, the equestrian team. But when they excel, they get a lot of exposure, you know, and it helps reflect on Auburn. Uh, Even in our dark times with the football program, you know, hopefully it will be brighter this year and uh, not full of drama like it was last year. So, But anyway, that's all i got to say.
1: Uh, Daryl, uh, you doing okay, though? Yeah, I'm
5: doing fine. I'm, I'm uh, doing a little part-time job. I'm painting a modular home, which I get to listen to Mr. Chandler, and then I'm doing an old sheetrock job, and I'm able to get home by 2.30 or 3 to listen to you guys.
1: How and, about uh, that? So you're well, just staying you know,
5: busy. Well, yeah, and fortunately, both... Uh, Uh, Dwellings are unoccupied, so I can sort of come and go as I want to, and I can listen to the radio if my time goes over. But I try and get off work by 3 o'clock, but if I'm not, I I try and put myself in a position to where I can listen to you guys.
1: Perfect. Uh, That's what we like to hear.
5: Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to go to the car stereo shop and pay $1,000 for a radio when I'm driving around in a $600 pick-em-up truck,
1: so... Pick them up truck. I love
5: it. <laughs> well, I don't even have reverse, you know. So, you know and, and I'm not, I'm challenged when it comes to working on it. I'm, if I kind of saw a radio or cheap one, I, the truck wouldn't run again. So. And anyway,
1: well, I'll talk to you guys later. Perfect. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Bye. All right. Bye. That's our buddy Darrell from Auburn joining us on the program. Always puts a smile on our face when we hear from Darrell. 334 887 3401. Or toll-free at one eight 9 tiger 9 to be a part of the program. Good stuff, as always, to uh, get us started here in the third hour. Again, if you're just now listening to us today, we've got a Sports Call survey posted online pinned to the top of our social media feeds. Please take a moment to fill that out and uh, give us your feedback about Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll celebrate some birthdays after this and more coming up next here on Sports Call.
0: I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
2: sports call continuing on this thursday afternoon tiger 95.9 ryan and brant with you here for the moment jj will be right back after a little more company business at 4 30 we will be joined by zach blackerby of locked on auburn and we will talk about updates on spring practice of course a lot of people of course wanting to know about the Quarterback battle, any updates there? But also a lot of position battles needed at wide receiver, some offensive lines, some DBs. A lot of battles are going to be going on in spring practice. So we will talk to Zach about all of those. But uh, we do this each and every day. It's time for the birthdays in sports. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. All right, birthdays in sports today. Last day of March. Kicking it off with Sammy Coates, who turns 29 today. Let's go. Coates attended Leroy High School in Leroy, where as a senior he had 57 catches for 1,170 yards and 14 touchdowns. Coates is originally committed to play at Southern Miss but changed his commitment to Auburn. He finished his career at Auburn ranking 10th in the school's career receiving yards with 1,757. He also had 13 career touchdown receptions and 7 career games with over 100 yards receiving. Coates was voted second team All-SEC as a senior. He played professionally for a few years and is now a police officer in Auburn. And, of course, he was part of the Thunder Chicken softball team for a little (laughs) while. Uh, he uh, kept, caught the big game-tying pass in the 2013 Iron Bowl. Yeah, he did. And, and uh, he can fly, man. He, he was an absolute
3: monster. Just, as far as, like, raw physical ability, I, I don't think I've seen a whole lot that do it better. I'll never forget when he – it was in 2014 against LSU. He, he went up over two different defenders and caught a ball over his shoulder while he was about four feet in the air and – The LSU guy tried to grab onto the ball and he held onto it and flipped over the LSU player into the end zone. That was one of the more incredible plays I've ever seen. And Sammy was Sammy
2: was a freak, for sure. So Sammy Coates turns 29 today. Turning 21 today is James Wiseman, center for the Golden State Warriors. Wiseman attended Memphis High School and was coached by Penny Hardaway, who he followed to Memphis after he graduated. He never played or he only played a few games for Memphis. Uh, And then was suspended, got injured, and decided to sit out the whole rest of the season, but was drafted second overall by the Warriors in 2020. He did rehab for the G League team over the last week or two, but was then shut down again and is out for the season with knee problems. So the second pick in the draft has still only played about half a season in his first two seasons. But James Wiseman turns 21 today.
3: Yeah, still a young guy. It's it's another one of those things, like, he's just a big guy, and those guys – deal with injuries sometimes it's just a matter of uh how do you how do you come back from it and i think james wiseman can uh, seeing him play the little bit that i have he's a very incredible player so hoping he comes back 100 percent.
2: james jones turns 38 today former nfl wide receiver at Gunerson high school in san jose california jones played basketball track and football during his senior year jones was his team's most valuable player as a quarterback After three years at San Jose State, Jones had a breakthrough 2006 senior season, which he capped off with the MVP performance in the New Mexico Bowl. The Packers took him in the third round of the 2007 NFL Draft and played nine years in the league. Yep, the Packers win Super Bowl 45 and led the NFL in touchdowns in 2012. So James Jones turns 38 today and Yannick Ngakwe turns 27 NFL defensive end as a senior he was the Gatorade football player of the year for Washington DC after record recording 17 sacks Ngakwe was rated by a four-star recruit and was ranked as the fourth best outside linebacker in his class he committed to Maryland in 2012 as a junior in 2015 Ngakwe set a school record with 13 and a half sacks and declared for the NFL draft he was taken in the third round by the Jags He's a one-time Pro Bowler and led the league in forced fumbles in 2017. Yannick Ngakwe turns 27 today. And those are the birthdays in sports on March the 31st. And, of course, if you have a birthday today, we hope you have a wonderful birthday as well. Absolutely. Happy birthday. So a few minutes before, Zach Blackerby joins us on the Thursday edition of Sports Call. So we will talk a lot of spring ball with him but we can go ahead and start a little bit of that chat right now Uh, obviously this team is going to have a lot of work to do james asked us uh, about what we thought the quarterback battle how that was shaping out and their expectations for 2022 we still have transfer portal items to attend to there's still uh, been a couple auburn tigers to hit the portal um, in, in recent days what was it justin reed that's, uh, Eric Reed. Eric Reed. Eric Reed. Eric he Reed. was in yeah. there,
3: um, removed his name in January, and is back in now. Um, so. And it's it's one of those things, you know. Auburn's Auburn brought in six or seven defensive backs uh, in last year's signing class, so um, definitely not something super surprising
2: there. So, but but nevertheless, still some movement. Uh, name favorite of LSU Pig Cage yeah. went to the portal <laughs> so there's still some portal movement after everybody assesses their, their teams here in the spring um, but but the roster is still going to be they're pretty close to set at this point so I mean what other than quarterback Brandt what do you think shaping out to be the most important position battles for Auburn I think what's going to be super interesting
3: is wide receiver because that's definitely where you're the thinnest. That's where you're the least proven, I think. I think you've got some real talent there, but you haven't had anybody that's had to do it before. I think what's going to be interesting, you've got a very loaded tight end room right now. You've got five or six guys that you all trust to be pretty good pass catchers. I know they're working Landon King at some at some at wide receiver. I wonder if they're going to take some of those other guys and put them at wide receiver just to get some more bodies out there, get some more experience. Uh, Very interested to see what this linebacker group looks like. Owen Papo is going to be your centerpiece, and everybody knows that. But the guys behind him, uh, Cam Riley and Wesley Steiner and guys like that, who's going to step up at those positions? Um, We've talked about the Ed's position a little bit. I think that one's going to be interesting as well because you've got two guys that are your front runners by a lot, Ecu and Derek Hall. I think Derek Hall is going to have a monster season. Um, and I think Ecu is going to get better from last year as well. But after that, who's the third guy to step up when it's, when when those two guys are tired and it's the fourth quarter and it's the middle of the fourth quarter and you badly need a stop, but those two guys are too tired to go effectively pass rush. Who's your third guy that you're going to send out there and say, hey kid, go put pressure on the quarterback and, and make harder on them it's going to be really interesting I think those are the most interesting ones Um, I don't think Auburn's done in the portal yet either I know they're going after uh, an Arkansas State transfer at wide receiver he is the stud quote-unquote that is in the portal right now Um, Auburn was going after him hard he has not made a decision yet I don't know if he's going going to end up at Auburn but I know that Auburn's going after him um, I, there it, there are a couple of other spots. I, the offensive line, I wonder if we're done getting guys at the offensive line because while the run blocking was kind of an issue last year, they, they were light years ahead in pass blocking last year of where they were the two years prior, um, and you're losing a tackle. But um, I have seen some video of spring practices, and it looks like um, – Colby Smith is running with the first-teamers right now on that offensive line. And I've been big on Colby Smith since Auburn signed him. I think he's going to be a great player. I think you, know, you look at him, you watch him play, and you just go, that's a big, nasty white boy, you know? It just And that, that's the kind of kid I want at my offensive tackle position. He's just a just looks like a mean joker. Uh, And I'm wondering, is he ready or does he need another year of work? Uh, And so I think those are offensive line, wide receiver slash tight end and linebacker are the the real positions to watch right now.
2: Yeah, I think that the offensive line development is, again, going to be very important because we all know what Auburn needs to accomplish at the, the quarterback position. That's no secret. That's an incredibly important position. And it's a position that's up for grabs and was not played that well uh, once Bo Nix got injured last year. So we all know that. We all know that there's a lot of wide receivers out of the program from last year, and even those wide receivers were not always some of the top receivers we've seen. So there needs to be improvement in those areas, and we get that. But I think it's going to be so important to run block better next year because you've got to take advantage of your strength. And one of the few strengths that you know that you have on offense is Tank Bixby. And Auburn had to work to keep him in Auburn, I mean, there were a lot of whispers of Tank uh, transferring elsewhere, getting in the portal, and that would have been just a huge blow to Auburn. Uh, and, and they're already a team that's going to be fighting a lot of uh, against all odds this season with everything that went with Harson in the, in the spring or really in the winter with the players. You did have departed with the fact that the last season did end so poorly. So this team was already set up to have – Uh, an uphill climb next year, if you had lost Tank Bigsby, then it would have been even far worse than that. Oh, Oh, for sure. So I think that you've got to start with trying to develop some run blocking and and, and trying to to get that part of it better because we did not see, obviously, a a great Tank Bigsby last season, but I think a lot of that was run blocking based. Yes. We still saw when he was able to get into space, he still made all the same great moves, were shedding tackles that – that was normal but as you said it was such an interesting season for the offensive line because they did clearly improve in that pass block. and for years it'd been pretty good run blocking pretty bad pass blocking and it just totally flipped last year and it was it was a difference to see
3: yeah and i'm wondering how much of that has to do with coaching i think a lot of it's scheme fit Right, I think the biggest thing is Gus Malzahn's system was built entirely on zone blocking, and that is what the offensive line was built to do. Uh, in this, in the Brian Harson scheme, some of it is run blocking, or some of that run blocking is done in zone. Some of it is done in uh, in true man blocking which is something that this Auburn offensive line was not recruited to do. And that's why you saw so many guys put on so much weight last offseason. That's why some guys are still getting heavier. Uh, offensive line usually get heavier from high school to college but they usually do not gain weight once they've been in college two or three years. Um, a couple of guys put on 30 pounds of muscle um, following uh, last offseason and they're, they're still working on getting heavier uh, and I, I think that now that they've had a a year to get used to this scheme i think you're going to see the offensive line get a lot better in those man blocking schemes
1: zach blackerby is the host of locked on auburn he will join us here in just a few moments but we're going to take your phone calls 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to be a part of the show as we go to our auburn bank phone line anthony from auburn our good buddy has called into the show today hello how are you today
8: Doing good. How about you, JJ? I hadn't heard your voice in a while. On it's the been show. way you've too been long. Baseball uh, and, and, and different things. And
1: baseball uh, with Auburn are? and Georgia Tech and the SEC and ACC network. They've got me all over the place. But I'm glad to hear from you, Anthony.
8: Well, that's good. You can make you some money and get out there and get that exposure. <laughs> yes, and sir. Be one of the biggest broadcasters and all the radio and TV and everything
1: else. I certainly so hope so. Here.
8: Uh, you know, you guys mentioned about Tank Biggs, the and Bigsley. They had to work to keep him there. But what what, what, went on to keep him there? I mean, what did they tell him? They sweet-talk him or uh, whispering in his ear? Or, what do you think they told him?
3: What do you uh, think they told him? I have no idea. It hasn't been made public. I think it was just Brian Harson saying, hey, buy into this program. We're building something. Uh, you can still be successful here. I don't know what he said to him, but whatever it is, it worked. Or at least it is but working he, to this point.
8: Well, you know, you said buy in. We're building something. Tank Biggs don't have time to stay there and build anything. He is already use two years of eligibility and I'm almost certain that after this year he's going to want to go to the NFL. Uh, As he and, should and, want to. He's yeah, going to make absolutely. a lot of money and
1: change his life well, so we're okay least, with him wanting to do at
8: least, that. At least I hope that's what he might be doing but what I'm saying is sticking around with a team that clearly does not have, did not have offensive line last year, didn't have one a year before that and a couple years before that and may not have it this year. And you're looking at you're looking at jeopardizing a chance of being a first round pick. You look at how many millions of dollars you potentially could lose on a gamble like this. You look at the Georgia Tech guy. If I'm not mistaken. I did good in the classroom and did good in the ACC. But somehow another light bulb popped over this man's mind. He said, "Well, you know, I might want to win a Dope Walker. Or I might want to be." considered for a high
1: and Go to system. Alabama. Yeah, Jameer you know, Gibbs. Or, or, yes. Boy,
8: I might want to be uh, All-American. I might want to be celebrated and be on a team that I could be talking Anthony, about.
3: Anthony, I... I I, I'm yeah, not interested um, in hearing this spiel, so I'll just t- I'll answer the question that okay. you're about to ask. Let me, let me, let me. I, Anthony. I don't know why Tank Bigsby is still here, but the fact is he is, and I'm happy about it. I don't know why Tank Bigsby doesn't want to transfer. We don't have the answer for you. Uh, Jameer Gibbs did great for him. Yeah, I, I, I
8: know, but hold on, hold on. Let me finish saying what I'm saying. Don't cut me off like that. Let me finish. Go
1: ahead, mind. Anthony. The floor is yours.
8: But uh, I mean, you know, to jeopardize all that, just stay around here in the situation it is with, with all season. All the rumors and that investigation about inappropriate behavior from a head coach and all those people transferring out. And Which
3: not there was like, nothing no, oh, nothing grounded to say that I he did anything it, just, inappropriate.
8: But just let me finish. But, uh, you know, to hang around and jeopardize your opportunity of being uh, be one of the top picks in the draft, I mean, you know, it don't make any sense to do that. Now, if, this, if he comes back, go through a fall, and the offensive line is not there, and don't have the season he needs, then you're talking about being a second or third round pick and losing all that money on a dumb decision like that. When you see it's clearly not here and time is ticking and there's no sense in uh, hanging around like that. You see all the uh, other players transferred. out the, the big uh, tie-in that I liked uh, uh, for years, uh, you know, everybody liked him, a guy that, that athletic and, and like that. You know, they didn't have uh, the room for him here at Auburn, but uh, somebody else did. Was it Ole Miss, Mississippi State? Who got him?
3: He went to Ole Miss.
8: Okay, well, I'm pretty sure that uh, Lane Kiffin going to have him blocking, knocking people off the line, hitting them in the mouth, and he's going to reward him. every night then, like a good fullback and throw some passes his way, and he's going to catch those passes and get those critical.
3: And I hope down. he does. I like J.J. Pegues. I hope he it. has he's success.
8: going to do it, and I guarantee you.
3: Or maybe he's going to play defensive hey. tackle like he was here at Auburn. Uh, he's three hundred he's three hundred and thirty pounds I mean, Anthony I
8: understand he's three hundred and thirty pounds. We all know he's three hundred and thirty pounds, but I think that man's gonna be playing tight end. i, I don't I don't all right we'll course, see I don't know wrong, but we're gonna see, but I tell you what he could be a difference maker in a in a in a closed game if they can stay close. he could very well be a difference maker.
1: I hope but he I think, is. You know, I love rooting for everyone's success. Yeah, I think that'd be I, awesome I know, for I Mr. Pi
8: people need to be successful. but I'm just saying you know it just uh, I don't know i wouldn't wouldn't have uh. I don't think I would have hung around, keep hanging around when you see ain't nothing going on and, and you got goals and dreams of being this and that. And I don't think it's going to happen over at Auburn If he's got a goal of being a Heisman winner, uh, All-American and all this stuff that goes along with that, it ain't going to happen over here for this year.
3: Okay, I mean, Anthony, it doesn't make sense I'm, to you? That's fine. It does not have to make sense to you. It is yeah, Tank's decision.
8: I yeah, I know it's his decision. But he had got in the portal one time and they talked him out. He
3: never got in the portal.
8: Well, it was Okay, it was a report that he had got in the portal. It was a report that
3: he was going okay. to, and it ended up okay, not happening. All right.
8: Okay, but it didn't happen for whatever reason. But we're going to find it out here. Now, I will find it out as the season unfolds and it kick off 2022. We'll see what happens. But we're going to see what this offensive line do, whether it is, uh, has improved and, and got upgraded and, and going to be able to perform like they want it or not. We're going to see if the uh, – who, who's the offensive line coach right now? They got the same guy from last year. Well, friend
1: is there. coming back for another season, Anthony.
8: Okay, we're going to see what friend going to be able to do. We're going to see what this new offensive coordinator going to be able to do. We're going to see uh, if uh, this new wide receiver coach he got. We're going to see if he's going to be in the production out of these wide receivers Yeah. or not.
1: we got, got a lot of pick. questions that we're going to have answers we, for, but we, unfortunately we, we got to wait right. a little bit until those come.
8: Oh, I understand that, but we're going to find out. And then if, if it Indeed. don't work out – then we're going to see what direction they may or may not go in as uh, uh, far as bringing in uh, some more assistance or either bringing in another head coach. We will see, but hey, like I'm trying to tell y'all, uh, you got other teams that going to be reloading and be ready to go and going to be much better, much more improved. ain't got all this nonsense going on in the offseason with head coach supposed to be dating all these different people or what not Anthony, Anthony that. let oh, that go that
3: Anthony I'm, I'm telling understand. you you gotta let that go cause there was nothing I behind that There's, I that did not anything. happen stop I, talking about it
9: I
8: understand they didn't find anything or whatnot, but I'm just saying when you have all that going on it's just a distraction how can you concentrate on doing anything and you got a lot of nonsense going on that's just what I'm saying
1: and no. so they've tried to take uh, take care of that and, and move forward with it. Anthony, we got a guest coming up in just a moment, so I want your final All thoughts. Right, well,
8: y'all enjoy your guest and everything, and I'm going to quit calling in because
1: I, I see y'all don't want me calling Anthony, in. Anthony, you are more than welcome answers. to call Anthony, in. Anthony, you are you welcome to call, you you call in, but you, call you
3: cannot in. perpetuate rumors and untruths like that. I'm not going to let I you. Look, I
1: didn't say it was true. I'm
8: just saying what the papers reported, that's the statement. No paper.
3: papers reported that, Anthony. None but of them.
8: Well, I read the papers and different things where they said uh, what, was, uh, what is believed that it may be going It was a rumor it may be going on. I'm just saying what I read. I ain't say it was true. I said what may be going on.
1: Yeah, so you're more than welcome to keep calling in, Anthony. We but appreciate the call today. Well, this is it, guys. You're not going to hear from me again. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the time. I, y'all. I hate but to hear that, Anthony. Y'all have a good one. Anthony, thanks for the call. All right, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 to be a part of our program as we take a quick commercial break. On the other side of this break, Zach Blackerby, is the host of Locked On Auburn and he's going to join us right after this.
0: Now back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys.
1: Welcome back in. Sports call. Tiger 95.9 FM. And on the Tiger Communications app, sports call can now be heard. On Amazon Alexa devices, open the Alexa app on your iPhone and Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap Enable to Use. You're done. Those three simple steps, all you have to do now is say, Hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn, and you're listening to Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Ryan Lavoie. And boy, oh boy, are we thrilled to go to our Auburn Bank phone line to bring on a very good friend of ours, a good friend of the program, the host of Locked on Auburn, the one, the only, Zach Blackerby, kind enough to join us here on the show. How are you today on this Thursday, Zach?
9: Gentlemen, it is a beautiful day outside, and I'm pumped to have the opportunity to talk to you all for a few minutes.
1: I can't wait. We've got a lot to discuss, getting a little exercise in this afternoon, and I'm glad we were able to uh, to be squeezed into your schedule, Zach, knowing how busy things are this time of year. How quickly after the basketball season came to a close for the Tigers did, did you kind of transition into full spring football mode for Auburn? Uh,
9: instantly, instantly. We did a post-game show, uh, live post-game show right after Auburn fell to Miami, and then <laughs> – the next day on locked on Auburn, it was all about spring football. So, um, and it's a big one, JJ, as you know, I mean, there's a lot of different guys that you're hearing good things about. And, you know, Brian Harson's culture starting to kind of integrate itself within the program. So, uh, the answer to your question is this quickly, and uh, I think it's a
1: good thing. So, we're talking spring ball then, and now people are like, wait a minute, we've got to get caught up on what's been going on because we've been so dialed into March Madness and to this Auburn team that won the SEC, and it's so exciting. And now football is here. We know a quarterback battle is taking place. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, it's not really a quarterback competition right now because a couple of guys have been banged up and haven't been able to go full go. So, what's the current status of that quarterback room?
9: Yeah, I like what I'm here with T.J. Finley. When Robbie Ashford announced he was transferring, I didn't really get it. But, you know, I think he's a factor. I think he's a relevant competitor in all of this. But, you know, I had Donovan Kaufman, of course, the Auburn defensive back. He came on my show that's up as of this morning. And I asked about the quarterback battle. And, you know, he talked about Zach Calzada being limited, uh, you know, so how much can he really compete? But I asked him point blank, like, how much is he actually able to participate? Because we've seen him do a little bit of indie work as far as quarterback drills before the whole team comes together to do 11-on-11 stuff. And I asked him, I was like, hey, is he able to do any 11-on-11 stuff? And he said yes. And he said that he's looked good and he's been able to connect with, with some of the starting wide receivers with some of these reps. So you know, maybe Calzada is more involved than we thought he would be going into spring and you know, regardless of if it's Calzada that wins the job or TJ Finley I think more competition the better and I think we are getting that fully in spring.
3: Zach there's been reports of a, a couple of injuries that have kind of taken hold and some guys that are being held out and I almost hate to word it like this but given those injuries who's a guy that's getting a little more extra reps right now that you think is going to really benefit from that later?
9: Sure. So, uh, I, you know, there's a ton of injuries on the offensive line, and it's the interior guys. It's uh, Nick Brahms, it's the Brandon Council, it's the Keandre Jones. And I think we all kind of know where Auburn is with the interior offensive line. So I, I don't think that matters a whole lot, but the big one is Austin Troxel not being there. And, you know, he's probably going to start at one of these tackle positions, but it's given Auburn a chance, to, you know, no matter what part of practice it is they're able to look at two tackles at any given time and a lot of the time it's Killian Zaire or Brendan Coffee or Killian Zaire and Alex Jackson which I think is a very real battle between Jackson and Coffey happening at right tackle I don't know if anything else really matters across the offensive line so that's one that I think is interesting and then Jarquez Hunter you know, news breaking what I guess I was last week now where he's going to miss two months due to just kind of some routine cleaning out the knee and uh the number three running back in this offense is an interesting storyline in my opinion because we all assume it'll be Damari austin just because it almost feels like this coaching staff owes Damari austin because he really kind of pulled this recruiting class together but it's a freshman who's not on campus yet and so what does that look like and so is it a guy like jordan Ingram? You know, you, you, you hear other guys' names, but, I, you know, I just think they're spring flings. But Jordan Ingram, I think, is an interesting one that could be benefiting from Jarquette's Hunter not getting reps this spring.
2: Defensively, Zach, Owen Papo was a guy that coming into last year was obviously highly cred- credentialed. Uh, the thought was that could be his last year at Auburn, but injuries really derailed his season. And it ends up almost as a blessing in disguise for this year's team to have him back with some younger linebackers. So talk a little bit about his leadership in that linebacker room and, and just how talented, in case people forgot, that uh, Owen Papo is
9: he moves so well. I mean, you just talk about a guy that can cover so much ground. There's going to be some NFL teams that look at him as a defensive back in the process. And, you know, if maybe him coming back, he wants to prove that he can be a linebacker at the highest level. I think that may be some of it as well. And I think NIL's taking good care of him too. So, you know, I don't think he's in a hurry um, to be a leader of this team, but yeah, I mean, he, he's a, he's a stud. I mean, uh, you, and you look at how involved he's been, with some of these younger linebackers like Cam Riley, um, he's just been really stealing the show on the defense. When you talk to some of the current players, they really love what they've seen from Cam Riley. And Cam Riley won't stop growing. He's like a weed. I mean, he's up to like six five and 235. I mean, he's a huge human being. And so that's something that you got to like. And then Wesley Steiner, I mean, even back when Auburn was recruiting this kid out of high school, you heard just how athletic he was. And I think he had a higher spark score than um, than Owen Papo. And so can they turn all that athleticism into a really good football player? It's too early to tell. Uh, but Christian Robinson, the new linebacker's coach, he's got his hands full. And I think that could be a blessing in disguise, too. He could focus on these guys without having to worry about Owen Papo. And, um, you know, obviously Eugene Asante is another one, the transfer from North Carolina. Heard nothing but good things from him. It sounds like he's impressed early and often. So I think the linebacker room may be deeper than it was a year ago, which is crazy because you lost to Kobe McLean and Jalen Routon.
1: Zach Blackerby, our guest here on the program. He's the host of Locked on Auburn and a publisher for Auburn Daily, a part of the Sports Illustrated family, Locked on Auburn, a podcast available on every single platform imaginable, and you could watch and look at Zach's beautiful face on YouTube each and every <laughs> wow. day. So, yeah, had to thank throw that you. one in there. You're thank welcome. Alright, so we're, we're talking about this Auburn football team and, and talking about the pro, the show that you host, Locked on Auburn, and you mentioned Donovan Kaufman. You've also been able to talk to the likes of Eke Luota, shout out to the hometown of Asheville, and bunch of other players Zach is there a vibe at all that like kind of those off offseason uh, rumors so to speak and, and just drama surrounding the head coach going into year two is that just kind of washed away or just kind of what's the energy been like when you've been interacting with some of these players
9: yeah so every player that I've talked to without me bringing it up I actually tried to go out of my way to avoid it because I'm so done with all of uh, the horses stuff right and rumors and things like that but the players bring it up because the players looked at it as a positive, as far as bringing the team closer together, and like I said, I'm not bringing it up. They're bringing it up, and I think that kind of adds some validity to it. It adds some importance to it when they're bringing it up on their own. These are kids that are kind of coached to be tight-lipped, and they're choosing to to bring that up. So, you know, maybe that was a, a positive thing that happened. As far as internally, I think externally is still pretty bad and pretty messed up with what happened. But you know, as far as um, as far as the team being closer, I think it's a great thing. I was talking with somebody else on another show about, you know, about, uh, I think it was like two months after Harson got hired. I was talking to a player's parent that listens to the show. They reached out and they really wanted me to know this. And it was, you know, their kid, you know, played for Gus and then obviously now is playing for Harson in this new era. And, they were experiencing something a lot different, and it was they made a point to work out with different groups of people on their team instead of just wide receivers working out together or instead of just people that were lifting close to the same amount of weight for workout purposes and efficiency um, in a group. It was just essentially random. And, there were you know, you would have walk-on receivers with starting cornerbacks or <laughs> – you know, also there would be you know a, a tight end and a you know a left guard in there that you were kind of paired with to cultivate this team-wide unity. And I think now we're seeing that over time, since Brian Harson was hired to now, you're starting to see that kind of take effect. And this team really gets along. This team really feels close to one another on offense and defense. There's no split down the middle. And I think that's something that you know we've talked about since harson has been here. He's a big culture guy, and I think you're starting to see. The, the team as a whole be bought
1: into it. I like that. I hadn't heard that before, but that's really interesting in a different way of doing things. And it seems like it's paying off to kind of separate position groups and, and have the integration there taking place. All right, I, I have gone this long, but I need, I need a thought on uh, special teams, Zach, before we get out of here. Give me a, a thought on special teams with Auburn football in spring practice. Yeah,
9: yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the biggest part of special teams for Auburn is Anders Carlson, he messed his knee up towards the end of last season, but you know was doing some stationary kicking at the scrimmage. So I think that's something um, that Auburn fans could be excited about. Uh, a, a dude that I really like, and I don't know how much time he's going to get, and if he gets playing time, it may have to be through special teams, but Jay Fair was back there returning kicks and punts, and I think, I think that's a name to watch, gentlemen. I'm really okay. high on Jay Fair.
1: I'm going to mark that one down then. I'm going to mark that one down. Uh, all right, Zach, we're talking about uh, A-Day being here in nine days. Are we going to learn anything from A-Day? What, what's going to kind of be the big thing uh, when that annual event takes place?
9: No way. Absolutely yeah. not. And that's okay. That's okay. But you're going to watch every first, second of it. Uh, dude, I'm going to be at the beach. That's how much I don't think it matters, KJ. <laughs> <JJ. So, yeah. laughs> but, you know, I, I think there are things that you can take from it. You know, I think there are certain traits that show up. Whenever you're playing in front of, you know, you know, a full speed scrimmage. So I think you can look at offensive linemen or defensive linemen in their first step. You know, that's something that always stands out. You can't really hide that. And then, you know, I think the order of when people go in matters. I think it kind of gives you a, a glimpse of the pecking order. It's definitely not anything set in stone, but I think it gives you some information. But guys, I think that's about it. I think that's about all that we're going to get. And so, uh, it'll be fun. It's always fun to you know fill up Jordan Hare Stadium or you know have the opportunity to go, and um, yeah, we get to look at Ecu Leota and I think that's really the the best thing.
1: We, we all win Eculiota. when that happens.
9: He's an absolute unit, absolutely.
1: Yeah, from the best place in the whole wide world. All right, you're going to be at the beach. I'm going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas, with the Auburn softball team. So uh, we, we both will not be watching a day take place, and uh, yet we'll find out what happens after the fact. All right, Auburn basketball, Zach what yeah. what what what's going on there these days now that the seasons come to a close
9: yeah I mean I think they're going to get one of the best recruits in the history of the program in just a few hours I think johan treori uh, auburn is the clear favorite to land his services it sounds like it's either going to be auburn or uh, or Texas tech picking auburn over Texas Tech Gonzaga. zaga uh, I mean that is just absolutely crazy then Michigan's his other uh, final four team there but you know, it, this, is, uh, this is a huge get, especially um, especially with Jabari more than likely moving on. I think Walker Kessler is eventually going to move on as well. So you got to rebuild, you know, your, uh, your big men. And Johan Traore, 6'10", 220 pounds as a senior in high school and uh, a top six player in all of high school basketball. You, uh, you take that. Every single day. And so that's, that to me is the biggest news. We also see where Devin Cambridge and his brother will be moving off to. Um, tonight they're going to make a joint announcement. So those are, uh, yeah, we get some answers tonight,
1: JJ. That's going to be fun. There we go. I love it. All right. It's been Zach Blackerby. He's the host of Locked on Auburn. Do yourself a favor. Listen to his podcast each and every day. It's an easy listen and you will be entertained. You'll also be informed with everything you find. Leave the guy a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast and subscribe and that sort of thing. But I need your help here, Zach. I gave the plug there for Locked on Auburn, but how can we help support Auburn daily? Tell me how we can do that
9: yeah just type in auburndaily.com and check it out or uh you know search auburn daily on facebook or twitter jj before i go i have a question for you
1: okay go for it
9: how are you holding up man i'm not sleeping uh, (laughs) saturday's a big uh saturday's gonna be a big day for you
1: i'm not sleeping i'm I'm, (laughs) i'm really nervous and uh yeah yeah that's how I'm doing. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm optimistic. But uh, it is it is a huge one. Uh, I've had a lot of people call in and ask me how I'm feeling. Uh, I've been wearing Duke gear every day. And, uh, yeah, also check out Locked yeah. on Blue Devils while you're at it.
9: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any chance that Duke loses. I, I really don't. And and I'm going to be honest, JJ. I'm pulling for North Carolina because I just think it would be hilarious. But <laughs> I understand um, you know the NCAA wants Duke and Coach K to win this thing. Heck so yeah! I, I think I think you're going to be okay. I, I really, really do. But man, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I, just, I can't believe they've ever played in a tournament before. Isn't it that, wild? That's what Blue Yeah, that is wild. I mean, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. i so, more I'll be thinking of you when I watch that one.
1: Yeah, the, the more you kind of hear about it and know that there are these NCAA tournament regulations in place that if you play a team X number of times through a season, you can't play them in the tournament until a little bit later. And so that's kind of been how it's been able. But still, it's the two best programs, uh, two of the best in the history of the sport. You'd figure at some point or another, they would have met in the Final Four. Four at least but yeah, here we
9: are so many final fours between them they've never done it in the same year yeah. that's just, it's amazing it's insane and the fact that it happened coach k's final year uh,
1: unbelievable right we couldn't write it any better it's amazing it's amazing, so it's amazing. Yep. well we appreciate the time zach and we'll do this again soon okay hey thanks guys <sighs> talk to y'all soon all right that's zach blackerby the host of Locked On auburn publisher for auburn daily make sure you check it out and uh yeah i'm not sleeping real well right now uh, because we're getting closer to the game. Here we are on, on Thursday, uh, approximately... 51 hours. 51 hours
2: away. But who's counting? Who, I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> are you serious? It's almost exactly 51 hours.
1: We're one hour away from 50 hours away?
2: Yeah. I, I, was, I don't, I don't, that that a, I don't know that I'm going to be... Half of 100.
1: I don't know that I'm going to be able to handle that. And then after that, a couple of hours later, we'll be like 48 hours. Yeah. So exactly two days, two days away. Yeah.
2: Two sleeps.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. It's going to be tough. Thanks to Zach for joining us on the program, giving a rundown of what's taking place for Auburn Spring football. Let's take a commercial break. We're back with more right after this.
0: Eaters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU.
8: Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
1: Welcome back into the show. J.J. Jackson here with Brant Daughtry and Ryan LaVoy. Thanks again to Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, and uh, the publisher at Auburn Daily for joining us on the program a moment ago. Brant, it's always good to hear from Zach on Sports Call. We
3: do love Zach Blackerby. Uh, Locked on Auburn is, you know, it's – it's. I love Locked on Auburn because it's just – it's little. It's bite-sized. <laughs> we do thir- we do three hours every day. Right. He goes in there and talks about more in 30 minutes than we do in the three hours right. that we have. So, uh, for He's sure, listen Locked on. And yeah, he's great, and uh, glad that he's moving up in the world of Locked On. We're we're big Locked On people here. Yeah,
1: we, we got a lot of people that interact with us that are a part of that community, and uh, we're grateful for that. We uh, Locked On Auburn does not have wacky Wednesdays. You know, <laughs> a little bit more on topic. They and have, have Ferg there. Fridays. Though. They do have Ferg Fridays. We have Ferg Tuesdays. Yeah. Although this week we had a Ferg Wednesday yesterday. Because we had Eric, it's just a whole ordeal. Uh, (laughs) 887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9 if you'd like to be a part of the program. As we go back to our Auburn Bank phone line right now. Keith from Auburn. Keith has called into the show. We've got about three minutes left in the hour. We're going to chop it up with Keith. How are you today, sir?
6: Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, real quick, JJ, have you... Boat with shadow lately have you had a got an update on him you know
1: I've I've had a couple of people ask me that and uh, I've reached out I know he's doing okay but I haven't got a full update on him just yet I certainly do hope that uh, the recovery is going well but thanks for reminding me to do that Keith honestly because I need to I need to reach back out
6: yeah I think the other night when Auburn played Jacksonville State they had the uh, Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl World Series trophy Uh, they did yes well, I got an idea.
1: What's your idea? Tell um, me.
6: Your two years of Abby Award-winning uh, with the radio. <laughs> I
1: already know where you're going. Can we? Can we finish this maybe, for you? Maybe that's a sports caller. A uh, uh, meet and greet, uh, Maddie, come and pose with get, get, our trophies.
6: Yeah, have like a little banquet maybe at Longhorn <laughs> or something. If you, you put the bill on that, J.J., you don't want to Yeah, I money. could take That's care fine.
1: of that for us. You, Ryan, Brant, are we going to show up for that event and let people take photos with the trophy? Uh, if I get a
2: free steak, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm here for the steak. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, uh, I, I got a quick
6: question about basketball All right quick. Um, the NIT finals is tonight. You got Texas AM and and Xavier. Jackson. Yeah, Xavier. Yeah. Um, You know, I think I think Texas A&M's been on a mission uh, since the start of the NIT. uh, It does seem that way. uh, Yeah, to prove that they uh, belonged in the NCAA. So, you know, I I kind of like A&M tonight. I I don't know what the line is on that game, but uh, I figure it's probably four or five points. But um, you know, I'm interested. I I hadn't watched any NIT, but uh, you know, I'm going to definitely watch tonight just to out goes as long as you don't get it don't get interrupted by uh my tv show big sky I, I i don't miss an episode of big sky and i think it comes on thursday night there you but, go uh, but anyway guys yeah i just uh wanted to throw that out uh really and truly though congratulations on uh you know two, two years in a row man i know that's a big award thank for you Keith, we appreciate it you uh y'all definitely do a uh outstanding job but anyway guys i'm gonna get off the phone and uh not keep the line tied up and uh you know y'all guys keep up the great work and uh you know we'll talk again real soon
1: can't wait thank you for the call that's our buddy keith from auburn joining us on our auburn bank phone line 334-887-3401 honestly let's talk about this for a hot second as our outro music plays ryan pretty awesome marketing for the atlanta braves to be like you know what we won a world series let's just take that trophy everywhere
2: yeah, well, and I bet it, <laughs> I bet the teams that they take it to are appreciative too, because I think attendance is going to get a little boost whenever No you kidding. go. Oh, for sure. No kidding. So I think it's a great idea.
1: So maybe we should steal Keith's great idea for us.
3: Uh-huh. Just go around to different businesses. And, and just say, hey, we're going to be Long here, here Steakhouse, <laughs> Outback <laughs> Steakhouse. Steak, steak, yeah. steak, steak. Every steak. time we do a remote show this year, let's just take all the Abbey Awards that <laughs> yeah. we have.
1: Come take a photo with yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. All right, let's take a break. We're out of time. I'm here in the second hour. One more hour to go of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Two hours of the books and we're rolling.
0: Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started.
1: Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started on this Thursday. Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Ryan Lavoie. If you would like to be a part of the show, you could call us, 334-8874. All right, let's talk a little bit more about Auburn football. Had a good conversation kind of going into our chat with Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked on Auburn, and then exiting it, a lot of good insight from him. And uh, I don't know, how are you guys feeling about the Tigers right now in spring?
3: I guess as a fan, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, The more logical side of me doesn't expect great things from Auburn football, but... Uh, the part of me that wants good things to happen can see a path for it. You hear Zach talk about the culture is starting to take root. Um, players are buying in. Uh, it's things like that. Guys are working hard. I think I think Brian Harson's a good football coach. I, it's a matter of. The talent that Auburn has right now, how much of it is there? How good are the players that Auburn really has right now? And can they keep up with the rest of the SEC? If they can, then I think that Auburn's going to be in a good spot. But it may just be a, a matter of does Auburn have the
2: horses to to have a good football team this year? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, my stance basically is I mean, we won't really know till the Penn State game or yeah. a few games into the, the season because everyone – in spring ball likes what they've got. Everyone sees improvements in, in, in a lot of areas and there's guys that break out in the spring that uh, don't end up being factors in the fall and, and, and vice versa. Guys that you don't talk about in the spring that end up <laughs> being important in the fall. I mean...
1: Our A-Day trivia is always my favorite annual thing that we yeah. do. Yeah. Because...
3: Who is... It's always like the MVP of the spring it's game is usually a walk-on. It's
1: silly. or people that transfer right away. Myron Burton Jr., was an eight-day MVP a few seasons Man. ago? Wow! Stud wide receiver, and then kicked off the team. Yep. So,
2: yep. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I there's there's just a lot of work to do. Uh, I know that everyone's working hard, and I know that's all you can ever ask. Um, you know, do even if they are buying in, you know, they they still have a lot of questions with a lot of positional needs. So, you know, we will, we will obviously see what they've got in the, in the fall, but uh, there's certainly a long way to go. I, I think it's encouraging that you're not seeing any more rifts right now, that you're not seeing any more controversies. Things have calmed down, and it is put your head down and work. So I think that's a good step. But, but like I said, you know, I, I, we really won't know how much this team's improved until they, they play major games next year because you can even look at what they did early last last year in their smaller games and they thumped those smaller teams about as hard as you can thump somebody a couple of different times. Really so, good point, yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I hate to be like that. I know everybody wants to hear that, you know, we, we know for a fact that they've got it figured out, but all you can really ask at this point in a season is for guys to be working hard, for guys to be listening, understanding, and learning, and for everybody to be on the same page. They are. Long hill to climb, but uh, they're going to attempt to make that climb.
1: Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free Zach Blackerby told us a, a cool story uh, from a conversation that he had with a player's family a player's parent uh i don't know that he specified but someone in the family uh about someone that had played for coach malzahn and then was still there for the harson change and the idea that as soon as coach harson came in like the groups that you hung out with worked at did full team activities with shifted and it wasn't just now grouped by positions that's really interesting and that's really kind of cool to hear i like that
3: I like it too. Um, It's a matter of teams that like each other, and I'm I'm quoting uh, Pat McAfee here, teams that like each other are the good teams. They're the teams that play for each other. Now, that's in the NFL where everybody is a world-class superior to everyone else, athlete, not college. But the teams that want to play for each other tend to be better. Uh, And I think you you start seeing that in good college teams as well. I think you see that in good high school teams. Now, how much of it is – Winning makes everything easier so everyone gets along versus everyone likes each other so we start winning, chicken or egg situation. But the fact is, if you hate your teammates, you're not going to play very well. Um, so it's I, I like that the team is coming together. I like that you have different position groups working out. Uh, that was a thing that I was not able to do very much in high school uh, and obviously not didn't play in college, so I don't know. The dynamic is very different everywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like it. I like that the guys are getting together. They're hanging out with different people. Uh, play play for your brothers, man. That's that's always the pitch, right? That's the coach speak. Play for your brothers.
1: I mean, Ryan, the backup long snapper is partners with your star running back in some instances or something like that, you know?
2: Do you think Quadalbaum and Tank
1: are going out <laughs> for dinner together? I hope they are.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be something now. When you were – the backup holder. Did you once ever, upon a time. <laughs> did, you, did you ever interact with the defense and be like, hey, man, don't hit me? Or? See,
1: I'm the anomaly, you know, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm Mr. Outgoing. I'm, I'm Mr. Personality.
2: Right. You, so. are so you were the most annoying person or? in your locker room. I
1: never let, I never let <laughs> position groups or anything like that affect me. Yeah. Or impact my status, I should say.
2: There you yeah.
3: go. That's I, the way I, I kind I,
2: I, I Cross was much country more... was what you preferred.
3: You, <laughs> yeah. you ran cross country? I did. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, once upon a time. That's you're insane. Yeah, running people who run cross country are insane, man. I also ran cross country. There's another really? insane
1: boy yeah. for you. There you go.
3: Yeah. I um, I guess I wrestling was my my crazy thing. We ran with a cross country team sometimes. Those were the worst days. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway. 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 Uh, a big day coming up a little bit later for the Auburn basketball program. Uh, LSU decommits possibly announcing his commitment to Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. Uh, and then the Cambridge brothers get to announce their decision. I'm excited about that. Uh, are they announcing yeah, tonight? Yeah, together, they're going to announce tonight, seven That o'clock. is quick.
2: You know, I was reading an article, uh, and this is for a bigger point. You, no one will probably care much about this player, but <laughs> okay. uh, it was about UAB's linebacker slash safety, Christopher Mole. Okay. And he had had over 200 tackles in his college career, really well-established group of five player. But he hit the portal. He got injured this year. The coaches kind of wanted to move him around defensively because he really wasn't at the weight to play linebacker, and he wanted to play linebacker. So even though he was a veteran, after he got injured, kind of stepped away from the team, hit the portal. I was reading this article, and I think it was from SI or, or someone pretty, pretty big. And they were talking about how in the first week or two of him being in the portal, he was talking to a lot of different teams. He was talking to Louisville. Uh, he got heard from, like, I want to say either Kansas State or Arizona State, something like that. He heard from some Power 5 programs. Well, he takes his uh, visit to Louisville, and he just kind of says, well, I'm going to keep my options open. Well, then a couple weeks go by, and Louisville has filled that spot with Momo Sinogo from Ole Miss and then the other Power 5 school had filled their spot with a transfer linebacker from another Power 5 school and, and during that time he had been ignoring the Arkansas States and Louisiana's and all these other group of 5 schools because he had in his head he was going to play in the Power 5 and, and so all of a sudden after having all this initial interest in a week or two a couple weeks later he had no interest because the Power Fives were filling their their spots, and the group of Fives said, "Well, why didn't somebody want you? Why why didn't you go to Louisville? Something wrong with you?" And, and, and so you get in this kind of portal. That's hell really interesting. Where there's a couple the hundred you players, wait, the yeah, it could hurt you. Basically. And so you see all this really does happen in the first week or two. Or in a sense, you become almost damaged goods, like you don't have a plan or someone else saw something they didn't like and passed on you, just in the same way you would fall in an NBA or NFL draft. You're supposed to go in the top seven or eight, and now you're at 12, and now everybody's thinking, well, man, I can't pick that guy because somebody else saw something wrong with him down at eight (laughs) or nine, so I can't pick him either. And you just start falling like that. And so to hear Devin and Desmond already have a plan – what, about a week after they, they made the transfer? Yep. That That's how fast this stuff works. And and so that's funny to see that enacted because I hadn't really even heard of official schools. You know, we speculated about some schools that might want him, Vanderbilt, because of his sister and all that, but I never really heard, like, he's narrowing it down to this schools. It just, he's making a decision. Here
1: we are. Here we are. Yeah, it's interesting. Devin and Desmond.
3: The rumor I keep hearing is Arizona, um, which I, I think would be pretty cool for them to go play together
2: there. Might gobble up the Pac-12 a little bit,
1: right? Arizona number yeah, one seed this year.
2: You got to look at it, you know we we think about it from Devin's perspective because we are, are big Auburn people, but I I would v- very much assume that the big get for these programs is Desmond, and so you probably I, I mean I I don't know you know how in conjunction the decision is. Obviously they want to play together, but. You'd almost think that Desmond would be kind of the point guard in this situation because Desmond's the one that's probably a little more sought after uh, because of averaging, what, 15, 16 a game at Nevada. And, and, knowing, and a 40% shooter. I mean, right, a really good Coaches shooter.
1: want shooting every and single so time you can.
2: Devin can play somewhere, but what they're really looking at probably is Desmond's ability to go in to a Power 5 program and, and be a starter and be significant because – don't underestimate guys at that level. It's hard to score 16 points a game. And I remember, you know, Kellen Grady coming from Davidson. Well, Davidson was still small school last year. It still wasn't some top five team, but Grady was its best player, probably averaged 18, 19 games, but he could really shoot it. And from day one, he starts at the university of Kentucky on a really good Kentucky team. So Desmond is probably going to be a high impact player, and then I would be curious to see if they do go somewhere as big as Arizona, what kind of role Devin could also carve out. Because Devin at a smaller school would start and be a big time player, but at somewhere like Arizona, you'd probably think at best same role at Auburn, fifteen minutes off the off the bench, please hit a three, you know, but we'll definitely dunk on you and, yes, and have big time rebounding numbers for a guard.
1: Yes, sir. No, I'm I'm really curious to see where they head, and they've got a, a younger brother too that I believe is a high school senior or a high school junior. Uh, well, that's they can't wait a, around
2: on the on the right. Guy. <laughs> they uh,
1: that Cambridge family though, they just they pump out D one basketball some, some are real athletes, kiddos, which is uh, which is pretty great. So, but no, that is interesting to sort of think about. Okay, if you're in the portal, uh, portal. What did I say?
2: Porter. Porter. Porter.
1: <laughs> the portal. That the longer you're in there, sometimes there can there yeah. be this negative impact.
2: Yeah, because is that happening? I, I, you know what? And go figure. I think I, I said Arkansas State might have been someone interested in Christopher Mole after Has reading, he made a decision? No, because I'm serious. He, he He's said still, he had no offers. Oh my word! When that story Man. was printed, and guess what I saw this morning he had an offer. There we he go. All right. I think, well, jump I think, on it. I think it was Arkansas State, I think. Jump so, on it. Uh, but, but that is something that I've not considered because, you know, those top guys will will be coveted by a lot of programs, but someone like Mole that's a really good group of five player that still needs to prove it if he's going to play up. Like, he, Mole should should play just about anywhere in the group of five. He would start. He would be successful. But his goal was to get in the power of five, and he had a couple bites but he wanted to look around thinking he'd have a lot of bites and then those power five programs fill those spots and or they think something's wrong with you because you didn't go to that spot when they they hosted him and everything and so we kind of forget that there's some guys that get in the portal that don't have success and it's really not the type of guys that we focus on but there there's not unlimited amounts of scholarship. so if these programs find someone else at your position or they recruited a big high school class, there are some guys that just can't go where anywhere they want to go and might have to play down, might have to play in Division 2, or might have to stop, Lord forbid. So, um, you know, there is guys that, like I said, they don't catch the eye of the public very often because they're not the type of guys like, did you see that you know, if Tank Bigsby transfers, you see Tank Bigsby didn't get taken. Well, Of course, that wouldn't happen. But these guys that were third, fourth on the depth chart places, or at you know good players at small schools, they can get lost in the shuffle.
1: It's wild, also in this college basketball transfer portal, that uh, you are seeing year by year by year by year more and more in conference transferring. Like all of a sudden, oh yeah, your team grabs a couple of people who are playing for the. Uh, the opposition just a season ago I and mean, now here they are playing for yeah. your team so we've seen a couple of those already today a couple of missouri players on their way to arkansas
2: yeah and did, katie johnson KD I mean, johnson year. last did year did you know there were only 13 sec basketball schools two years ago because georgia was actually <laughs> right. just the triple a for a couple of these <laughs> schools they, they,
1: they were relegated with yeah. all the players <laughs> they, they were their a feeder
3: program good lord mike white good luck man
1: it's it's Good just luck. crazy to see how many of these uh, you know because uh, Severe Wheeler goes from Georgia to Kentucky, um, and, and like I said, there was a Missouri basketball player on his way to Arkansas. Um,
2: well, and the Georgia's best player, I forgot his name, about fifteen a game, power forward. I mean, one of their only. Oh, a, I, I know who you're. He's talking in the about. portal, so they've lost their best player again. Uh, assuming he goes. His last name with starts it. with an O, I think.
3: I can't remember. It's on. The oh gym.
2: man, <laughs> aquando. Kyro, no, no, no.
3: That's the, the, he played tackle at Bama a couple years ago. Aquando,
2: aquando, aquando. Something. I,
1: JJ. Help. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> but I'm trying.
2: he he was a legitimately good player.
1: He was a very good player. He, he showed up on the name,
3: ESPN. sounds right. Yeah, he showed up on the ESPN top ten a couple of times for dunks.
1: The last name that when he said starts with an O that did sound familiar to uh-huh.
3: me. I know he's, Aquindo, a, he's, a, he's a top. He's a power forward, I think. Kyrie
1: Aquindo is a yes. player for, but no, he's
2: a six-four guard. Is he? Cario Aquindo whoever is. whoever their best player is, I did not. Whoever watch. their top score is, As I, I'm pretty sure he's still power forward. You think so? Yeah. JJ's really bad at looking up things, so yeah. Hold on, we'll get this. That Noah
1: be, Bauman.
2: That article nope. from last year.
1: PJ Horn? Nope. That's a Virginia Tech transfer that played for them.
2: Uh, I think it was Braylon Bridges, actually. You think it was Braylon Bridges? Yeah. Maybe.
1: Well, he was at UIC and then he went to Georgia. And now it looks like he could be going for his, his third school. This is a very important question that we need the answer to.
2: Because he's a good player. Why don't
1: we take a break and then we'll figure it out? No, all right. Let, let's uh, this, let's take a break. Let's this is not great radio. As we all look and, for an article. Uh, let's pay some bills. We're back in a moment right after this on Sports Call.
0: We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
1: Welcome back into our program, Tiger 95.9 FM. And on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson, the Lavoie, Brant Daughtry, inside our studios. Had to uh, pay the bills there a moment ago and uh, go back and, and assure ourselves of, of what we were looking for. Kerrio Oquendo, the transfer for Georgia, even after we Everyone found had the answer. An yes. Yeah. Uh, even after we found the answer, just had someone call into the phone lines and and say, hey, this is the answer you're looking for, so we appreciate that. Thank you, caller. Uh, Anytime people want to call in and and help us out, we're certainly appreciative of that.
2: I thought we were going to go, thank you, neighbor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I do want to say this, speaking of uh, helping us out. What you can do, you can go online to our social media feeds, and if you would, please click on our sports call survey for 2022. We have not done one in three years, Ryan, but we really, really value the feedback.
2: Oh, yeah. No, uh, like I said earlier, been a long time since we we have. Lots changed since then. Uh, so not going to have a question about, uh, you know, if we expand to four hours, <laughs> what uh, what time block would you do? The show will be continue to be three hours. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, help us out. And uh, it also helps you out because yeah. then we provide the content that you are looking
1: it does for. help you out if
2: you're the you the listener it can help if you're you like out. i like this show but i wish they do one thing differently well there's your chance okay
1: to then we can have an opportunity yeah. to discuss do we do i that like this show but
2: i really wish they just figure out who the crap this transfer is <laughs> <Yeah. from
1: Georgia laughs> in <a> timely manner <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> and like not have a bunch of dead air where we just all type
1: on <laughs> right. our laptops Oops. hey a, a a four hour show would you get hungry over the course of four hours
2: Uh, I would come into it – well, because I – unless the people wanted three to seven, if it's two to six, I'll probably strut in right from lunch. So (laughs) I will will fill myself up for the four hours. Would you – and you always talk about what
1: what you – the post-lunch – Sleepies. post lunch sleepies yeah. <laughs> that would, would that be more of a factor
2: uh, I don't I don't know if they'd have time to set in okay they usually set in you know 30 40 minutes after the fact you kind of digesting the meal right it's like wow right that uh that uh, hit different.
1: Well, we're not moving to four hours. We're going to stay in this three-hour spot. And, I am so
3: down for a four-hour show.
1: I mean, Brant, you're you're the type of guy, you're down for an eight-hour show if I, the option was I there on the table. I
3: am down for whatever you want me to do, man.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm down for whatever.
3: I'm down for you, whatever. Just, just lay it out for me. Yeah, I'll man, do just, it. just tell me what to do. I'm here.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm having you, a good time. No doubt about that. We are having... A very good time. 887-3401 or toll free at 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and chat with us here on our phone line. So, uh, also today's the last day of March. We'll have some uh, April monthly predictions that we've got to... Uh, I'm going to send those out a little bit later today and uh, see how well we're doing. We did confirm... This is breaking news. And by we, I mean me. Ah. Did confirm that Mr. Javon Cutler... Would continue making monthly predictions for the rest of the twenty twenty two year. Really, he won the thing last year. It's only fitting for him to defend the title. Is uh, is kind of how we walked away from that. And you're you're reminding us that he beat you by one point.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I had some like man. Javon has just narrowly gotten me in a, a way of <laughs> a ways recently, an array of ways because he, uh, you know, you were. The question maker, and to be fair, if you were here, maybe you would have known exactly how you framed the question. Right. But I'm salty over that. Right. Uh, You're referencing sports call trivia yeah. from last week. If people didn't catch it, lost by one to Javon last year. After I think he, like the last two or three months, I had a furious comeback.
1: When when we were when we were on top of all of our predictions, uh, and had a much smaller staff to kind of keep up with game by game predictions. Javon was very competitive in those standings as well. I mean, you're right, he is a he's an athlete. He's a competitor.
2: He's a competitor. He's the manager of the Thunder Chickens. And he, he was the manager <laughs> of the
1: Thunder Chickens. Who's going to be the manager now? We were asked about well, Thunder Chickens softball, not specifically we'll have have about the manager, manager, but we were asked year. about that today. Um should we I'd be down for applications.
2: I think I think we'll we'll Or just consider, one of yeah. us uh yeah. So we're up. we're
1: we're well, conducting cause, an open wide search. A search this for our is manager.
2: Also, do you, should I just should we just come clean? Yeah, you felt <laughs> you filled out the lineup card anyway.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's true. Javon was just kind of a figurehead. And title, yeah. I He made
3: the money, but yeah. you were making the decisions I, behind I the scenes. I made the moves. Yeah. You were the money ball.
1: Or I'm just I'm worried Got that it. we might not be able to get. Uh, we had some talent. I mean, we had XFL players on the field yeah. at <laughs> you, certain time. We had you folks
3: had two former professional athletes we, and did not win.
1: And did not uh, did not win. One of them was first, drafted by Major first, League Baseball. First game of the year, we had three. We had Corey Grant play with really? us in the, in the first week for a couple of games. Uh, and then Trevon Reed and Sammy Coates. And, and yeah, we uh, yeah. could have
2: been better. Unfortunately, Sammy got uh, injured very early. Yes, he season. did. And unfortunately, it takes nine. And also, then
1: later (laughs) in the year, Trevon was uh, hired by Brian Larsen and got to pursue
2: his got to pursue not only his but several others dream job.
1: Right. And look, uh, I hit five
2: hundred and sixteen JV at bats in my career. So (laughs) why I didn't play more, I'm still asking the questions this day.
1: Right. We've got to play again.
2: I'd like to. Okay, the Thunder Chickens. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I just wanted. I
1: wanted to make sure we were all on the same page.
2: Are we gonna get uh,
3: new T-shirts or same same uniforms? From I, last I year? think
1: we roll it right back. I think we run it right yeah. back. Yeah, they're they are We do not want to be
2: Oregon, right? If they're anything, good unis.
1: if you know, we could add one, but. Um,
2: I think we should do if we did add one some of the I'd like, want like a dark colored like yes. a what like a I agree a home up, and away yeah. Um, oh, that'd oh, be and, nice. Like an un- lights nice. uniform yeah. version
1: of uh, yeah. Yes, because some of the teams we playing, the very serious teams in the league, they were wearing multiple jerseys.
2: Yeah, they had because
1: they had played for so many years.
2: They had more legit stuff than us, honestly, because we had yeah. a T-shirt with a nice logo and, and stuff numbers, but they had actual some of some of them. Not all yeah. some of them had baseball jerseys. Yeah, like, like actual like button ups. Yeah, yeah.
3: and we had uh, two bats. That we shared among the team.
2: Yeah. Well, they had and One to, of them was bent. Well, no, no, it wasn't that you had to share amongst the game. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, what it was. It was that, not, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right.
1: We would take a couple of that we had around for practice and that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. But the league.
2: The, it's been a while. I played in like three games. I know. I,
1: the league makes sure. It's fair that they make sure both teams use yeah, the same bat. But also
2: bat. unfortunate because they're, most of those bats until the very end of the year look like they had been used since and the game I was injured. The
1: game changer for us. Was when we got the actual game softballs.
2: Yeah, we mistakes were made. (laughs) Uh, Our our uh, our softball ops department was not was not the best. Look, if someone's listening, what were y'all practicing with?
1: With like Dick Sporting Goods or Academy? Just kind of generic generic softballs. Softballs, softballs,
2: and we were hitting it too hard. Right, you would have thought wouldn't have been an issue, but apparently we're not games
1: deformed they, they yeah. you know some of them were
2: they were not the correct durability or something i you know i don't know and
1: and we we got that problem yeah. quickly corrected yeah and so okay. yeah if there's okay. someone but jj maybe,
2: you were being a team player because you never hit the ball hard enough to dent it so.
1: right <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you ryan <laughs> i also made a lot of contributions <laughs> to keep us
2: together and uh, and no, you yeah. were trying to schedule I mean, we were running. You were around just town. the guy who yelled from the dugout. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. and he threw a lot of BP. So I us go, Thunder chickens. So and in hindsight, we should have known we weren't a good hitting team because when we always hit off JJ, we only hit ground balls and a few <laughs> yeah. scarce line drives while Everybody the other teams lined team it approximately two hundred and seventy feet. You know what I thought
1: the about th- the other day? Remember when you
2: throw underhand too slow? Remember when the dude
1: Hit at me?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That I was remember crazy. That. I was here for that.
2: Yep. We were just trying not to get mercy ruled, right. and he had better things to do. Right. Then you know, <laughs> instead of a forty-minute game, play a fifty-minute game. Lord forbid. <laughs> you know. And
1: decides to just try and knock me out eight eight seven thirty four oh one toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine we go back to our auburn bank phone lines joining us now is our good buddy john from prattville john has called into the show today hi john
5: hey good afternoon
1: good to hear from you my all right. friend <clears throat>
5: mm. all right good to be heard uh i was gonna ask y'all uh have you heard anything about the uh roster updates for the uh basketball team i know uh I think the LSU D commit was supposed to do something today.
6: He'll be announcing a little bit
1: later anything, this but... evening. He'll be announcing a little bit later this evening. And so, uh, yeah, all signs seem like it's going to be uh, an Auburn Tiger commit. Um, and so we'll be able to officially confirm that, uh, certainly for tomorrow's show, and kind of talk about the outlook for that. Yeah, it's
3: supposed to be starting right now.
1: Okay. and Or maybe even sooner than that. And then we will have... Uh, More updates as the weeks sort of progress with players making their decisions on transfer portals versus not.
5: All right, so Jabari and Walker Kessler still haven't made a decision. Nothing official,
1: correct. But obviously we do assume they're moving on.
5: We've got two signees right now and four possible exits, so we'd be able to
1: sign – a total of uh, two more? Two more, you would believe, yes. Uh, scholarship math is always is always uh, fun to try it's and keep up art. with. Because, um, you know, in, in basketball, more times than not, you see some of your walk-on players that have been there for a number of years be able to go on scholarship. And so, um, yeah, it's just I, I want to be able to have more of an idea of what that roster is going to look like next year, John. But feels like we just need a little bit more uh, info on, on guys coming back and that sort of thing to be able to get the full picture.
7: All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Y'all have a good afternoon.
1: No kidding. Thank you for that. We appreciate the call, John. Thank you. That's uh, John from Prattville joining us on the phone line. Let's take one quick commercial break and uh, we'll begin to uh, start to wrap up our show. Talk about Auburn baseball taking on LSU a little bit later tonight and more here next on Sports Call.
0: J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. I'm Jeff Whitaker,
8: Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger
5: 95.9.
1: Here we go, welcome back into the program. Final segment here on Tiger95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Ryan Lavoie and Brant Daughtry. We hope that you're doing well.
3: You said right into a hot microphone, and that was carrying over from a conversation we were having off the air. Okay, so it started right. yeah. when I came you, back you, I said right. You turned your mic on, said right, which was the end of our conversation. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: And then we're yeah. And then I said hello, here we are. Yeah. Okay. And we're back thanks for clarifying if people were confused why i said that then i i just want
3: everyone to know that when you're not listening we're still talking i'm i'm someone
1: who speaking of the word right um I, i'm someone who i want it clarified always like over the top i'm kind of anal and OCD. you are an overcommunicator. About, like correct versus right you know you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes when I'm asking you a question, and it could be like left or right, and we're talking about right, and then you say right, and I'm like, are you saying oh. right because it's right, or are you saying right because you agree with me? And so I'm someone that's like, no, make sure we say correct. Okay, I'm with you. Or find another way, or as opposed to this word right. Ding, ding, ding.
2: Time's up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Play it. Play it. You have it. <laughs> you have it. You have it.
1: Not just. I was like, only. What if I didn't play it and it What's, was just like. Why is that so only funny? Only the sports I, call super fans it's, it's know what we're referencing.
3: Brooks's voice is so funny in that.
1: Time's up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a great kid. We like that guy. We like Brooks. We do.
1: All right. Let's do a nightly TV guide and get us out of here for the day. Here we go.
0: Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide.
1: Our nightly TV guide is brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. Coming up a little bit later tonight. We will have a bunch of awesome things taking place, including we've got Auburn baseball taking on LSU. That's going to be an epic series that's played between those
2: teams. I need to get Brooks to check ESPN Classic because I don't get that channel anymore, but aren't you like 97% positive that only North Carolina Duke basketball games will be shown for the next 48 hours? Yeah, that's hours? probably
1: a good idea. That's probably a good idea to think that would happen. You guys got any streaming picks lately to throw out?
3: Uh, no, but Johan Traore, Triore, however you say his name, his commitment has been pushed back to 620. So we will not talk ah! about that show.
1: 620 Central
3: time? 620 Central, Okay to jeffrey lee
2: someone's paying him last (laughs) (laughs) second someone's
1: dropping the bag the fax machines you guys don't have a streaming pick?
3: i'm still watching breaking bad and i mentioned that last week you said five episodes last time have not have not watched anything since
2: monday (laughs) i've been doing other stuff so
3: he's still five
2: episodes into the mix yes ryan um if you enjoyed the batman uh of course the newest one the all the 80s and 90s Yeah, can Batman. we do
1: a can we do a movie Monday plug right here on this show, please? I
2: wasn't going that.
1: But right. I need I need it to be plugged right now. So go ahead and do that. I write
2: already. words about movies every Monday. Uh, they are usually not to, meant to be critical there just to say hey here's why you should watch that movie it's not supposed to be like oh uh, yes yeah, so at the 13 minute mark the director's usage of this <laughs> camera lighting was quite superior to anything i put my eyes on i'm not trying to be like that at all what's your favorite rack focus um any no com- no comment. <laughs> uh, i took a film class so you know i but uh, yeah every monday do a movie monday just to inform you of a movie that's either in theaters right now or currently available to stream that you should check out. Some of them are very popular some of them are not, uh, but just reasons why you should watch that film. The Batman just came out a few weeks ago as most are aware and my streaming suggestion was just to go back and to watch the four Batman that are currently available on Hulu. The 1989 and 92 Michael Keaton Batmans, the 1995 Val Kilmer Batman and whatever the absolute hell the 1997 Batman was, Batman and Robin, with George Clooney. So, An incredibly good time, even if it's not a very good film. <laughs> yeah. So, just to compare some other Shout out to guys George to, Clooney. Yeah. Uh, which, I can't believe it wasn't great as Batman. But, uh, you know, just to shout out the other uh, comparisons between the other characters that, or uh, actors that play the Cape Crusader. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: Later tonight, we've got Xavier and Texas A&M in the NIT Championship, Madison Square Garden on ESPN. Six o'clock, Texas A&M is favored by five points. The Lakers and the Jazz tonight at nine on TNT. That is your nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. All right, that does it for our show today. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of Sports Call, Ryan Lavoie will be in this chair. I will be at Jane B. Moore Field as Auburn Softball prepares to take on the Florida Gators in a huge series of SEC play. So be on the lookout for that.
2: 50 hours.
1: Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're getting closer. We're getting closer indeed. Thanks for being here, Ryan enjoyed it Brant I enjoyed having you here as well thank you for having me all right that's gonna do it for today's show thank you so much for listening for Ryan LaVoy and Brant Autry my name is JJ Jackson thank you and good day